Next over. Scott Perkins. All right. Hey, guys. Uh, I'll say welcome back because it's been a while since I did this, and uh, I had somebody else doing it with me last time. Although, Nick, uh, I looked at it the last podcast. It was with you. So I guess oh, we're, a, we're back together. Yeah, it was a, it was a transition uh, podcast, I believe. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, hey, guys, we're uh, I got to team up. We're gonna we're gonna cover what's going on on the West Coast and uh, do our best to get it right and uh, give you guys all the factual information we can find and even some stuff that we've uh, heard is going around. Doesn't mean it's actually going to happen. It's just rumblings that we're hearing. So uh, let's start with you, Nick. Um, there you are, man. Uh. Nick Stover, uh, team manager for Three Brothers Kilmartin Racing. Uh, got a couple guys doing uh, the NGBC works, uh, Heron Hounds, West Harris Scrambles, um, some of the West Coast uh, motocross races. Just uh, we're, we're everywhere. That, that you are. That you are. And for you guys that don't know me, I'm Scott. Uh, I'm the team manager for the DC Yamaha racing team. And like, uh, like Nick, uh, we're, we're everywhere and we're doing, uh, hair scrambles, hair and hounds and, uh, and GPC. So Nick and I have a little bit of experience. We're, we're like we said, everywhere. So we we're at the races. We know what's going on. So hopefully the information we guys give you is uh solid. If it's not, then we're sorry. I'm you. <laughs> All right, so hey, tonight, Nick, let's uh let's start it off with uh with the AMA West hair scrambles. Uh, that was a couple weeks ago. It was round three, uh, Hepner, Oregon. Um, I know you didn't make that round. I know your guys did. Uh, I was lucky enough to to be up there, and let me tell you, man, it's it's a different thing racing in the trees. Uh, the scenery yeah. is the scenery is different by far. Yeah. Yeah, the, uh, um, de- racing was though definitely different. Uh, back back when I was doing that series, it was always the uh, the tree rounds were kind of my downfall because for whatever reason, unlike the uh, the bushes out in the desert, the uh, the trees do not move. No, it's one of those uh, immovable objects. Mm-hmm. Um, it's unlike unlike desert racing where you can hit a rock. Uh, that rock still doesn't move, but it will actually move you. Uh, wherever it wants to <laughs> so um but you know hey this this thing was you know it's it's round three they started the first round was in doyle california uh then they went to jacksonville oregon and then over to hepner oregon in the last one and it's been a pretty good mix right mm-hmm. i don't i don't think you went to doyle either but doyle it was a hair scramble format, but it was more like, and there were some trees there, but not like Oregon's been, but it was more mm-hmm. like a, a desert type of race, right? Gotcha. Um, and so it was kind of cool to see that, but then it's gone into the trees. And even though Jacksonville and, and Hepner, both in Oregon, had trees, they were, the two were completely opposite. Um you know, Jacksonville was more like uh, single track stuff, a lot of it, mm-hmm. where Hefner was a lot of two track stuff, um, some rocks, definitely some mud. We got some we got some rain going on the week Brandon before. Snow, right? 
Yeah, rain and snow and sleet and hail, and we got that the week before and and the weekend of. So, um, it's I think it's been good for for the racers themselves because yeah. it hasn't been the same thing. There's been a lot of you know different terrain and different stuff they've had to adjust to. Right. Yeah, you kind of kind of throwing a, a wide wide variety at the at the racers. You know, make sure that uh, that they're on their toes and really uh, honing those uh, all the skills that they have. Really. Well, for sure, right? And and some some of the guys have have picked it up real quick, and and some of them have struggled a little bit, and but they'll get it. I mean, they're not the they're not the caliber of rider for you know no reason. They just yeah. need time to figure it out. And look, man, hats off to uh, Jacob Mikta and Meg Argerbright for changing this series. Um, a lot of it over the years has been pretty much in the desert. Mm-hmm. So it was more like a desert race. But they've made a, a significant effort this year to move everything north get it into the trees and really make it a true hair scrambles. And so far three rounds in, man, it has definitely been that. So hats off to them for doing a good yeah. job so far. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. They, uh, I was just looking back at uh, the past years where their locations were in it. It's definitely been a, a slow transition over to that um, more of a, uh, a tighter, more technical race as opposed to, I, I won't say wide open desert, but that desert, uh, atmosphere to where you get, you know, you, you got your trail and you got 20 feet on either side and you can make that work where, you know, you start throwing it in the trees and rocks and canyons and that sort of thing. And you, uh, you pretty much have to ride the trail that's given and make the passes uh, happen when you can. So, yeah. Great, great, great job by them. Yeah. And, and I don't know if you remember this or not, or if you were part of it, or I'm sure John was, but these guys, um, not only the the guys at Western Hair Scrambles, they also run the National Hair and Owl Series. Mm-hmm. They had a they had a meeting at the beginning of the year with all the team owners and some of the team managers to discuss, you know, how how can they make things better, and um, it's worked. I mean, you know, unfortunately Taylor Robert got hurt at the last uh, Hair and Hound last month, but he he started the season here mm-hmm. and yeah. he, he pretty much has, has dominated it up until his injury. Yeah. And I think them reaching out to the teams asking what they can do to improve is uh, a big factor in bringing in those larger names, um, you know, Taylor, Giacomo, Serpa, uh, Dalton. Um, you know, there, there's a, a lot of uh, the, the writers and the teams want, want to be recognized and they have a lot of experience in what sponsors are looking for, what they're looking to get out of the, the race promotion. And I think it's smart by um, Meg and Jake to, to reach out and say, Hey, what can we do for you? What, how can we improve? And it's just going to make it a better series. Yeah, I, I, I agree. And I mean, and we'll talk about this a little later in the podcast, but yeah, I mean, there's been, there's been some guys, in this series that haven't been in it, you know, Giacomo, you know, Dalton Shirey showed up at the last round. Um, Ottersburg's racing it. Uh, Jack Simpson and, and Talon LaFontaine showed up at the last round. So it's whatever that meeting was, it's, it's definitely gained momentum. And you and I've talked about it 
a lot over the last couple of weeks and, <laughs> and, we'll, and we'll get into it more when we get into the off-road ramblings, but um, let's talk about, let's talk about the race itself. Um, you know, these guys, this is the first year for us at this series as a team, me mm-hmm. too as well. And I mean, the scenery again is, I mean, you and I've been doing this for a long time. We're used to seeing Lucerne Valley, California desert terrain. Yeah. Just, so it's, just brown, hard, you know, planter, <laughs> harsh, and trying to kill you. Yeah. Yeah, and we're doing the GPs, too, so we, we don't have trees and that kind of stuff. I mean, the, the closest thing we have to it is probably cornfields when we get to uh, Preston, Idaho. But yeah. uh, it's just it's just been cool. I mean, it's been a good change of pace. It's actually been fun to be at. There's, there's a lot of things to see. Um, and, again, the racing has been uh, – pretty dang good um you know round three at hefner like i said we they had gotten some rain the week prior to it and then they Mm -hmm. got a little bit on friday and then they got a decent amount on saturday uh to the point where uh sunday they changed you know the morning race so you know you've got the race in the morning right is the pro women and all the the sea riders and so forth Mm-hmm. And then they, then the pros and all the experts and amateurs race uh, the two and a half hour after that. It, they were concerned with it enough that they literally changed that morning race off of the big 19 mile course back onto the eight mile youth course from the day before. Because uh, gotcha. there was there were some sections that they were worried that the novices were going to struggle with and uh, actually clogged everything up and they didn't want to put them through that. So it was a good decision on their part. I don't. I don't know that all the writers were all excited about it, <laughs> but you know it ended up working out good. Good, yeah. As long as uh, as long as the racing was good, that's the the important part. So it's well, it's never never fun when the racing racing is just a matter of who who either sit gets through traffic or who sits in line the best. Right, exactly. And and man, was was the racing? Uh, it was good. Um, that Saturday morning race, which is an hour and a half long, where the pro women are, uh, that was that was your rider actually, uh, the Kilmartin Three Brothers, Ava Silvestri on her gas gas, mm-hmm. and uh, RPM KTM's uh, Kaylin Jacobs. Um, Kaylin got the whole shot, and I, we thought pretty much would check out. And Ava was, I don't know, I think back around fifth or so, but man, by the time they came around after the first loop. Uh, they were tied to a shoestring together. I mean, yeah, and it stayed that way. Yeah, I'm looking at lap times here, and uh, for the first five laps, the largest gap was two seconds, and that was on lap two. Otherwise, they were you know under a second uh, going through the scoring shoot every lap. So that's uh, clearly the uh, the choice to you know not have bottlenecks on the course worked out. Yeah, and and you know, look, you know, you think just when you think you got something figured out, it's it goes the opposite direction, right? I mean, Ava made up a lot of time in that first lap to get there, and then she's like you said, you saw the times, right? I mean, she mm-hmm. stayed there, yeah, and and I I think it was like that till the last lap, and then you know, lappers were definitely in this series. Lappers are definitely a um something that comes becomes part of the race for you, something you have to navigate and so forth. Yeah. It, it's, um, it's a smaller, it's a smaller loop and there's, you know, it's three hours. And so that, that speed discrepancy, they do what they can to, to keep, 
you know, keep the discrepancy as small as possible, but you know, it's, it's just too long of a weekend if everybody ha- every class has their own race. So, but yeah, I, um, you know, the, the classes that they do put together are close enough in speed. Um, you know, I think the, looks like there's only a handful of guys that are, uh, riders that got lapped twice in the, uh, that, uh, morning race. So that's, it's not, not, uh, not a huge discrepancy there. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not a hundred percent positive, but I think, I think lappers on that last lap was what kind of changed the race at that end. Um, I mean, Caitlin, Ava ended up getting by Caitlin. Um, and it wasn't as close at the finish as it had been, you know, the four laps prior. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm not positive on that, but, uh, so it ended up being Ava, Silvestri, Caitlin Jacobs, uh, Rachel Stout, uh, Ashley Gage and Allison Tonsgaard. Nice. Uh, Rachel Stout, uh, she was, she, she stayed there pretty much by herself. I know she had the first lap. One of the girls in that class uh, hit a tree, and I think Ooh. had knocked her knocked herself out. And Rachel had stopped for her, uh, which is why she was as far back as she was. But um, you know, and that's you know brings up a point, yeah. right? It's the right it's, thing to do, right? It, yeah, it, it always it, it always sucks to be in that situation, but um, yeah, it's it's the right thing to do, and just you know, everybody everybody throws at least one race away at some point doing that, you know, stopping to help a, a down rider. I've, I've done it in, I don't know, four, four or five races at this point. And that's kind of the, the thing about off-road is we're, we're all out there, out there together. So do what we can to, to help each other when, when that time comes. Yeah. And I mean, look, that's a, that's a good point, right? We're all going to be in that position at some point and you want somebody to stop for you and you know, yeah. Does it suck? Maybe you're in first at that time and it's a lapper. Maybe you're in third making your way up and nobody likes to stop their race, but it's just the right thing to do. Exactly. And I'll ask you a question. I mean, you're, you're a pro rider. Um, you know, that, that first four or five laps of that pro women's race, mm-hmm. I mean, the, the girls were flying. I mean, Caitlin and, and Ava were flying. And it almost looked like to me that, you know, Ava wasn't in a hurry to pass. Like she didn't need to. Um, it was too early or whatever. Mm-hmm. What is, what's the better position, Nick? Is it better to be the hunter or the hunted? Um, I'm, I'm always a big fan of uh, following. You can, you can learn a lot and you can just kind of gauge what pace you need to run once you make that pass. Um, especially if you know that you have time similar to, you know, Ava catching Caitlin on that first lap. You know, she, she has the, she knows she has all race. So it's just a matter of following, learning, um, and just kind of, you know, doing what she can. It's a, there, how long is their race? Hour and a half, two hours? Hour and a half, hour and a half. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a, it's an hour and a half minimum race. It's not a short race. So conserving energy doing, you know, finding lines, you know, she can, she can watch things from behind and go, Hey, that didn't work out. I'm going to try, you know, this line that's two feet to the left, two feet to the right. I'm going to use this, you know, this over here, jump off this rock. Oh, and she, she did that, that she did it better than I did. So she can learn as the race goes on. 
And then when she decides to make that pass, just end up putting everything that she learned together. And that way you can do what you can to make, to put a gap once you make that pass. And then they're not able to learn everything that you have. And therefore, you know, kind of puts the the other rider at a, a disadvantage. I, yeah. And I, and that makes sense to me. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. granted, I, I'm not, I don't ride much these days and I'm certainly not at your guys' level, but um, I, I, for me personally, I, I think honestly I'd pull over because it would drive yeah. me nuts if you were behind me the whole time, because I would be so focused on you and not on what I should be doing. But I think if I was the smart guy, I would just pull over and let you go by and then I would follow you. So yeah, I could find the lines and figure out where I need to pass and when I need to pass. Yeah, and what what you could be doing as the leader is, hey, I'm I'm going to take these bad lines, and either uh, they don't see the good lines that I'm, you know, keeping up my sleeve for later in the race if they make it by, or I'm possibly forcing them into a mistake, or <laughs> I they think that they're you know getting by. Um, not by my choose they're they're getting by because they made the pass and then you can use that to your advantage and learn from them once once you drop behind them and as long as it's not a a dusty race you know if it's dusty then it starts it it gets a little bit trickier because you don't really want to sit there and eat dust for an hour and a half three hours however long the race is yeah i certainly don't want to ride the dust i don't i don't know who does but and again, I'm not saying that that's where Ava was. I mean, right. Kayla Jacobs is the defending hair scrambles champ. So you don't oh, get yeah. there no. by not, by not being yeah. smart. And she may not have been going as fast as she could go anyway. So, but it's, it's what, it, it's what it looked like appearance wise, but mm-hmm. so, Hey man, a good day, a good start to the Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> Team Stover and Kill Martin three brothers, man. And then, uh, hey, then we moved. We moved into the big show. Um, two and a half hours started at noon, um, and uh, you know the start. The start was about I don't know forty yards, and then left around some pine trees, and then they actually they actually went down the two track road for probably another fifty yards, and then turned back into the trees towards the start where it was. And wrapped around through some rocks and up over a hill, which, which was which was cool that they changed it because mm-hmm. it gave it gave everybody a chance spectator wise to see who was who, right, and who was where. Uh, Austin Serpa got the whole shot. Uh, your uh, your team rider Giacomo Rodone and his gas gas was right behind him. And um, by the time they came back through the trees and made the right hand turn to go through the rocks and then back over the, the hill there. Uh, Giacomo had made his pass. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. what I, I, and I don't know if guys went and scouted it, but that little right-hand turn inside of the tree, I went over and looked at it before the race started. And that thing looked like it was about three to four feet deep. I mean, you could see the peg scrapes on the, either side of it. Uh, the race in the morning had pretty much taken care of that. And I think Serpa got caught up in it a little bit, slowed him down, and and he got by. And, gotcha. And, and Giacomo never really looked back after that. Um, you know, he had he had Zane Roberts in hot pursuit, and Zane I don't know was really any more than you know 
10 seconds behind him at any given time on any of the five laps, but. Yeah. Um, I was talking to Jack Mo and, uh, he said, said that he got a good start and he kind of, um, sprinted the first half of the, of the lap and was trying to pull away and make a gap. And then he ended up going, hitting something, going over the bars, got up, uh, right behind Zane and then made the pass back right before the, uh, the finish line and then decided not to, you know, try not to really th- do another sprint because it didn't turn out too well last time. So he's like, all right, just nice, smooth, consistent laps and ended up, uh, ended up bringing it home. Yeah. I mean, I, I, and I think I told you this last week when we talked, uh, it's probably the best I've seen Giacomo ride all year. I mean, he was, he was flat out and spot on and he had to be, I mean, Zane, Zane Roberts on that factory beta bike. He's, he's tough, man. Oh yeah. And, and, you know, there was no room for, for Giacomo to, to lighten up at all. He couldn't ease up one bit or Zane was going to be right there. Yeah. Zane, Zane's definitely no slouch and they, they got that, that beta working good for him. And, you know, it's uh, it, it makes for a, a good competitive series that there's, you know, a handful of guys that could win any round and you wouldn't be surprised to see him first. You wouldn't be surprised to see him fifth just yeah. because of the, the names that are around him. Yeah. And that's, that's the thing about this series, right. Is, you know, you've got other guys coming, you mm-hmm. know, and that's, that's what happened with Dalton, right. Dalton Shirey, he's a national hair and hand champion and he runs the GPs. Um, he showed up and his, his, uh, his start didn't go exactly the way he wanted it. Um, and the first lap, you know, there was, it was pretty muddy, um, not too bad. Uh, but he had, uh, he got a bad start, you know, and, and he, he had come up, he had been with us up in Utah, uh, with Robbie shot and, and those guys since the GP and he came up with us to this, to do it. And so we were pitting him too. And, he comes around after the first lap, you know, you go through the finish shoot and you either made a left and went into the horseshoe or you kept going straight back out on the course. Well, mm-hmm. I didn't expect him to come in and he comes in. He's got no, <laughs> he's got no goggles on and he is covered in mud. <laughs> and I'm like, what? and he says to me, there was a giant mud hole. Everybody was going left, far left or far right. And I needed to get past people. His start wasn't great. So he decided to go down the middle and pass some people. His problem with that thought process was that's where the softest mud was. So as soon as the bike got in it, it just stuck and literally just flipped him over the bars into the mud. Well, he clearly wasn't going fast enough. Should have hydroplane <laughs> across there. Well, he's a hare and hound guy. He doesn't really know how to go fast, does he? Uh, I, I think I think they just maintain a high speed. I don't know if they know about the you know corner to corner quickness. Yeah, but I mean, he was. Uh, he was probably 15th, I think, at that point when he left the pits. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was bad enough. You know, him and Robbie shot. Robbie rides for us, and they're, they're best friends. They live together. They train together. And at that point, Robbie had passed him when he was sitting in the pits. So as he's leaving, I said, oh, hey, by the way, Robbie's in front of you. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that'll motivate him. And, and I'm not saying that's what did it, but, man, by, the, by lap three, he was in third place. And he was moving. And this is a guy that doesn't race in the trees. 
Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm looking at lap times here, and he's he's running the same pace as Jackmo and Zane. He's just you know three and a half minutes back, but just consistently staying there pretty much throughout the race. And then lap lap four, he actually gains 15 seconds. I, I'm assuming he got relatively clear track because he came through 15th and ninth and fourth. So you know he's making uh, you know five six passes every lap. So that's going to be holding him back a little bit. So. It would have been interesting to, if he had gotten a good start and hadn't, uh, you know, decided to go mud bogging. If uh, how how he would have done and what uh, what the results would have looked like. Yeah, and I mean, you know, this is a guy. Like I said, I mean, he hasn't raced the series. He doesn't race in the trees, and he had a pretty good day. Um, you know, Austin Serpa ended up in fourth. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's the current Heron Hound or hair scrambles champion. Um, he's, he's had a, he's had a pretty good year. Um, I don't, I don't think he's finished where he wants to finish, but you know, there's also other guys showing up. Yeah. I, I think uh, not, I, I don't want to say last year was easy, but it wasn't, you didn't have the, the factory guys coming in, you know, Dalton, Zane, Giacomo, Taylor Roberts, that sort of thing. And so it, it was, um, it, 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 the level of competition stepped up this year comparatively. Yeah. And I mean, uh, hadn't seen JT Baker showed up. He ended up in fifth, hadn't seen him all year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was kind of cool to see him. Um, he was actually running third for a little bit. I don't, not sure exactly what happened, but he ended up back in fifth, but. Uh, pro class was, was, uh, it was fun to watch. Um, yeah. Uh, well, uh, I think, uh, the, the pro 250 class was also fun to watch. Uh, we were, we were watching live timing and, uh, first lap boys come around and, you know, uh, my, my guy and your guy running, running one, two and, uh, you know, nice and tight and seemed like they, they stayed pretty tight for most of the race. Yeah, they they were, yeah. Uh, your guy Shane Logan and mine Mason Ottersberg, They were first three laps. They were two seconds apart, four seconds mm-hmm. apart, and and then you know Jack Simpson, uh, S- Mark Samuels, SLR Honda guy showed up along with Talon Lafontaine, and Jack was in third. And the, after the first lap, it was I think Shane Mason was four seconds back and. And Jack was six seconds back. So, um, and then it stayed that way till lap three. Uh, unfortunately, I don't, I'm not sure. I'm not sure why he picked it, but uh, Shane went with a gummy tire. And, and uh, by the third lap, and it was, you know, those two were, those two were just like Ava and, and Kaylin in the morning race. They were mm-hmm. just right there. And yeah, just, just on each other, fo- following each other, le- learning from each other. Yeah, and by by the end of the third lap, Mason came around and was now leading. And I think Shane was about fifty seconds or so behind him at that point. So I figured something had happened. And fortunately, <laughs> where they come, pot, come came past us to go back out into the first turn, you could you were close enough to see. And I just happened to look at the rear tire. I don't know why. And I could literally see that there were no knobbies, like <laughs> not even not even one or two leftover scragglers. That center of that tire was mauled. 
Yeah, that, that's uh, that's the downside of gummies. They they're great while they're there, but they don't stay around for a long time. Yeah, and at that point, I didn't know he had chose. I didn't know he chose the gummy tire till the end of the race. But I'm like, well, shoot, that's gonna that's gonna make it <laughs> tough for him to catch back up to Mason. And and, mm-hmm. I, and you know, look, you know, you always want your I want my guy to win. You want your guy to win. But I like good right. racing. So oh, yeah, of course. You know, and then uh, and then Jack. Simpson, um, from what Mark told me, he hit some rock on one of the downhill sections, rode the front wheel for a while, and uh, and ended up crashing. And that pretty much, I think, it pretty much ended his day. It slowed him down for sure. Yeah, that's uh, that's never a fun thing, and that's kind of the the rough part of going from GPs to this more uh, a little bit more off road uh, type of racing is you know track track changes every single lap in big ways. And so that, that, that sucks um, for, for their first, first outing. But uh, um, I, I heard they had a good time at SOR as a, a whole. So it'd be uh, interesting to see if they make it back for a couple of races. Yeah. And, and we'll, again, we'll, we'll talk about that in the off-road rounds, right. but yeah, they're, they're certainly, they're, they certainly had a good time from what I heard. And, you know, unfortunately, you know, this, this race was kind of tough because usually, you know, we're used to GPs, right? When we go, we go an hour, hour and 10 minutes or 45 minutes and we pit, we get gas and mm-hmm. we, that's it. We're done. Unless we have yeah. an issue. Right. And, and the way this thing was at 19 miles, I mean, it was a, it was a two stopper and you needed to, you needed to splash and go to finish lap five. And I'm not sure, I'm not sure, you know, what Shane's thought process was, but, um, he he chose not to stop. I was oh, kind of no. surprised, but then I thought, well, you know, maybe he knows. Maybe his tank's bigger than what I I could see it is, and you know, unfortunately, he ran out of gas and I probably thought he was conserving all kinds of fuel with all that traction he had. Yeah, maybe, maybe, but uh, you know that that allowed uh, Robbie Shot to actually move up into second, mm-hmm. and uh, and. You know, Robbie was shoot. Robbie doesn't even race hair scrambles for us. He does GPs right. and hair and hounds, right? Uh, and he was even there is because Jack Anderson, who does those for us, his sister was married, so he he couldn't go. And, and Dallas, I didn't want to just have one guy. Yeah, you know. So we thought, there, wow, there's, well, there, there's an open spot in the the trailer. Throw the bike in, call him up. Yeah, and you know, honestly, let's let's uh, our my thought was, let's let him try it. Who knows? Maybe yeah. he's, maybe he hates it. Maybe he's really good at it. Who knows? And yeah, he, he was fourth and he was, I don't know, a minute or so behind those guys after the first lap. But by the time he finished the second lap, you, you could see the change. And it's kind of cool to, to watch, right? Whether yeah, it's your guy or not. Yeah, well, I watching just look, someone come around one lap and they're they're not looking super comfortable, not really pushing the pace, and next lap it's a little faster and a little faster, and by the end they're pretty much race, you know, back up to race speed, and they're getting after it. Yeah, and that's what happened. I mean, he he kind of just looked like he was riding the first two laps, and when he came through to start the third lap, I'm like, I mean, literally, you look at him and go, oh yeah, I mean, he's figured it out, he's moving now, nice. and. And yeah, I mean, it was good, and 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 he had a good time, and and uh, you know, unfortunately, Jack finished outside the top five. So you had 
you know, Mason Ottersberg and then Robbie Shaw and then uh, 707 suspensions, uh, Talon Turlow. He was third. Uh, team crushes Jaden uh, Daners or Donners on a Yamaha and Tyler Vohr to finish out that top five. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it was fun to watch, man. It, the racing nice. was good. And, you know, when you got to drive like we do, you know, that was, <laughs> yeah, that was, that was 13 hours out there from Utah and 13 hours back. Um, yeah. You that, want, that, you want it all. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You, you don't want to drive up there for a bad, a bad venue and racing that's boring. And you know, of course that's no fun. And it, it sounds like you guys got, you know, got your money's worth on that one. Yeah. I mean, look, you know, yeah. Does it make it worth it 13 hours out, 13 hours back when your guys go one, two? Yeah. Or your, or in your case, your guys go one, one. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. But I've certainly had weekends where I've driven that far and things haven't worked out uh, last weekend. So, but the, the, it's dr- quite, the drive, yeah, the drive home's easier, I should say. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's just part of it. So, uh, let's see, let's, we'll move on from this, but before we do, so let's look at, uh, let's look at points, right? So mm-hmm. the, the Kilmartin three brothers, Giacomo Redondi, at 76 points. Zane Roberts with 71. Uh, Patrick KTM Taylor, he is still in third uh, at 60 points, but I don't think he's coming back anytime soon based on injury. Um, Carson City uh, Motorsports, Austin Serpa, the defending champion, he's sitting at 50, and uh, Anson Maloney at 39. So there's your top five. Uh, Pro 250. Uh, DC Almas, Mason Ottersberg at 85. Uh, Kilmartin Three Brothers, Shane Logan at 62. Uh, Talon Turlow at 56. Anthony Ferranti at 53. And Bryce Sumrall at 37. And then, uh, hey, there you are again, man. Yeah, uh, Kilmartin Three Brothers, Davis Investor, Under Gascast is sitting in the points lead with 81 points. But the RPM KTM's Caitlin Jacobs is under at 80 points. Uh, Rachel Stouts at 67, Allison Tonsgaard at 50, and Ashley Gates at 48. So uh, it's definitely uh, it's definitely going to be a battle. Yeah, and, there's uh, there's tight tight racing in every class, and you know they're not even halfway through the year yet. No, no, not at all. not at all. So there was that wasn't the only thing going on in the last couple of weeks. So let's uh, let's move over to works because I know you were out there in Cedar. Um, talk about, well, talk about that place. Yeah. Uh, so venue, venue is pretty cool. Um, you know, it's uh second year that they've used it. They've got a, a lake there and a water slide and all that fun stuff. So good family fun atmosphere. Um, only downside was it was super windy this year. So pretty much sustained 20, 25 mile an hour wind. So it was pretty much just blowing dust the entire time. So we, we hid in the uh, the trailer pretty much both days um, to get out of it, but it was uh, the 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 venue had that you know that the little something extra that we've been looking for at a lot of these venues to where there's entertainment throughout the day besides just racing, um, right? And then they had done a lot of work from last year, from what I heard, to kind of open up the parking and make it to where everybody's together instead of being kind of scattered through through the trees. So that was uh, a lot of people real, real impressed with that and happy with how, how it turned out and seemed like everything uh, 
flowed pretty well as far as getting in, parking, and getting out. Um, but uh, racing, uh, racing was good again. Um, you know, 450 class had a couple different leaders, and um, the the course is pretty tight uh, through cedar trees. It's roughly, we'll call it, uh, you know, 15 feet wide and just kind of winds in and out and you, you're all the way down to first in some corners and they've got, a, I think, two straightaways on either end of the track there. You get up to, yeah, we'll, we'll say 65 or so, you know, just, just starting to click uh, fifth or sixth with however many you got. And then uh, right back down to that first, second, third gear, tight, twisty stuff. And then um, there's a little moto section that runs pretty much up and down through the center. And so they'll come out, hit a couple jumps, and then turn off of that motor section, go wind through the trees, come back out, hit a whoop section, you know, hit a jump, back into the trees, that sort of thing. And so it makes for a nice variety of, of racing. And um, unfortunately, due to the wind, there was just it, it, they couldn't keep water down. Um, it just became a dust bowl. But they, they were doing what they could. They had water trucks out there pretty much 24-7, just the, between the, the ground not really wanting to soak soak it up and the wind blowing the whole time. It, it just made it really tough to to keep the, the dust from becoming a factor. But, you know. Well, the, and I think, I think as racers, if you guys don't already know this already, you've got to understand when the wind's blowing like that, and I know it was blowing that hard there because – I called you to tell you I was giving you that you're the number one sign when I was driving by on the freeway on my way down to Ridgecrest and it was windy. And when it's windy like that, I don't care if you've got 600 water trucks, it's pretty hard to keep the dust down. It just, it's, and when you have so many riders riding over a course like that, it it's just hard. It's not, it's not the, it's not the organizer or the promoters or the clubs. No, no, no. They're no. they're doing everything they can to to keep it down, but yeah, they 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 did the best they could with the situation that they were given. Um, with it being windy, they they like I said, they had water trucks running pretty much twenty four seven, and it you know you, you'd come around one lap and it would be soaked, and you'd come around the next lap and it, everything would be dry, not even not just the the race line. So it, there was you know it's they they were limited by what they what they could do. Um, but they did a good job. They, you know, they, they well, put in the effort to, to make it as good as possible. Yeah. And keep in mind too, right? I mean, when the wind's blowing that hard, it's blowing all the dirt off the top. Oh yeah. So then throw, then throw water on it. Does one of two things. It, it either, it, there's either enough dirt on top that it, it's okay for a little bit, or it turns into an ice rink. Mm-hmm. And in some cases they don't even, you can't even water it at all. So they don't, yeah, so yeah, they, they uh, that was actually one one of the areas they um, decided not to put water on because a couple riders had gone down, took out one of the one of our riders uh, right before the scoring shoot um, came off a little double, and then you'd break real hard to get into the the shoot and line everything up. And I guess uh, a couple guys had gone down, hit their heads, and so they decided that for the uh, the rest of the weekend they weren't going to put water in that you know, hundred foot area, which it, it was, it was packed hard enough um, after the first day that it didn't really get turned into dust. So that, that was a, a 
smart move on their part to uh, for for safety of the riders. Yeah, and that's the thing, right? You may mm-hmm. as a as a racer, you may think that was not the safest thing by putting water on it, by not putting water on it, but it actually right. is. Oh, right? definitely, definitely. I mean, there's nothing yeah. worse than coming into a turn and you think it's just wet and it's the the dirt's just going to be soft, and your front tire hits it and down you go, just like that. Yeah, Damn. yeah. And I I ran into that issue on uh, on Saturday myself at the start of my race and went to go inside on the first corner and there was absolutely no traction. As I'm just sliding to the outside, I just yell sorry and end up punting uh, Colton Lynn off the track and you know didn't didn't mean to do that, but pretty much had no option and was had the foot down was just tripod sliding all the way to wherever wherever <laughs> it stopped. Yeah, yeah, and it, you and I talked the other day, and I I heard that from Carrie Lynn, Colton's dad. So, yeah, it overtook him out. So, Colton, if you didn't know who it was, n- now you do. It's, it's I, me. I, I, I didn't realize. It's really I sorry. Realize, yeah, I, I didn't realize who it was at the time, and I was like, man, I got to go find out who, who else was in the class because I was like, I think there's only one Yama on the line, so it should be pretty easy to find out. And, yeah, so I'm, I'm sorry, Colton. <laughs> So, uh, let's talk about the pro women's class. Yeah. How, how so, did that look for you? Um, I mean, pro, pro women's pretty much the, uh, the Brandy show. Um, yeah, she's just dominant over there. Uh, let me pull up the, the results here real quick. Yeah. And, and yeah, yeah. Micah Diaz was, was second, you know, and, and mm-hmm. that's the, the tough thing for, for us on the GP side on the West Coast for the last couple of years is, I mean, there's only been four or five pro women racing anyway. Right. And this year, um, yeah, both both your girls aren't racing that series. And Kayla Jacobs, I think, has done two, and her focus isn't that. So, yeah, yeah she, there was only done... Brandy and Micah this time. Yeah, and, and you know, they're, most of the girls are based out of, uh, you know, so SoCal here, so that's w- one of the further rounds for them. And so, uh, if they're not completely dedicated to the series, which you know, Caitlin's not, uh, Ava's not, Lauren isn't, um, it, it makes it hard for them to go. Oh yeah, I'm gonna drive ten hours to do a race that I'm eh, kind of invested in. So um, yeah, and and it's ten hours to drive to race brandy richards exactly it's uh <laughs> it's that's a tall order for for anybody i mean yeah. geez. if i found out that brandy was racing in the 50 250 class 50 plus 250 class yeah i would just not go uh, you, you you would definitely be in trouble that's <laughs> oh yeah did i be in trouble if she gave me a lap lead i think that's how fast <laughs> that girl is I, uh, I always i always judge if i'm having a good day by if i see brandy go by me or not and if uh, if she finishes anywhere behind me, you know, I, I don't care if she started two rows, three rows, whatever it is behind me. As long as I don't see her, it's a good day. Yeah, and and look, guys, if you guys are listening, and no matter where you are, East Coast, West Coast, and you don't know who Brandy Richards is, then you got to stop living underneath a rock because she's she's probably uh, or arguably for sure the fastest women's off-road ratio that the United States has. Mm-hmm. Um, no, no disrespect to those GNCC girls. They're definitely fast too, but um, 
I mean, I mean, arguably in, in the world, ISDE won, won yeah. every test. And nobody's ever done that, men yeah. or women. So, yeah, and I'm sure she's going back. I mean, I haven't seen the announcement of the teams yet, but uh, I did see a post earlier from Rachel Gudish thanking Rabaconda for giving her a tire changing thing so she should be able to make her tire changes at ISDE quicker. Oh. So That's I don't know perfect. if that was the hint that she was going or what, but we haven't seen anything from Auntie yet. So, huh. yeah, but, I, I think with yeah with injuries that's becoming get turning into silly season over there. But we'll get to that. Yeah, uh, Pro Two Fifties. Um, honestly, I, mean, I was a little surprised. I watched uh, the live scoring on Sunday, and man, there was only four guys in that Pro Two Fifty class. A lot of guys missing um you know no no justin seeds uh mm-hmm. no um jack simpson no jack simpson uh you know ottersburg's not racing that series this year mm-hmm. um who yeah, else was... yeah i i think it's uh well tyler belknap um clayton roberts yeah um, there's a couple a couple of those guys in there that fly a little bit below the radar but uh yeah i think it's it's a matter of you know it's kind of the same thing with the women's it's it's a race that's pretty far out there and we're kind of getting done with the first half of the season and i think they're looking at points and going eh, you know i'm not really in the series or it's it's a, a back burner series that i do when they're close by or that sort of thing um and so it's just thinning out to the guys that are you know, either in the championship hunt or, um, you know, really dedicated to the series. Yeah. And I mean, again, tough, right? The wind's blowing 6 million miles an hour. It's a long mm-hmm. drive. It was a holiday weekend. You're mm-hmm. not, you're not in the points. Uh, I know I talked to seeds last night and he's like, I'm like, dude, why did you go? And he's like, ah, the weather was going to be crappy and I'm not in the points. So, and it was a holiday weekend. So I'm sure he was at the river. <laughs> and, not, and not there but and hey let's be honest man it's you know west coast it's been in the t- pro 250 class between works and ngpc it's been the mateo Oliveira show uh, it's not, um, pretty pretty much all around it's been the, the Oliveira show yeah and and it was again last week and it works mm-hmm. um and then hey your boy uh the yeah. martin three brothers kaya yellow on his husky second yeah Oh yeah, he, he he rode a good good solid race. Got uh, um, kind of uh, so they started the pros and the pro two fifty on the same line, um, just because they they had the room to do it. So might as well. And there was a couple people pushing for it, uh, namely those who think they could, who wanted to compete with their brothers. Yeah, uh, right. <laughs> yeah, I heard but, that. Yeah, so it it, it kind of. It, it was good in a way. Um, it gave the, the 250 guys an opportunity to immediately pass the the guys on the 450s that they were going to pass later on in the race. But it was also kind of a bad thing because they weren't catching them later in the race where everybody's spread out. So if the guys on the 250s got a good jump, they kind of – you know they they were up towards the the front of the 450s and so everybody could dice at that point but the guys that didn't get a good jump they got stuck in dust and you know ended up kind of for safety reasons making the choice to not push too hard and then 
you know, as the race went on, try and figure out where they could make a, a safe pass and, um, you know, get by guys when they could. Yeah. And, and, and I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I, you and I are friends with pretty much all the pro guys who yeah. have been for a long time, but I, I like Kai. Um, mm-hmm. And if, and if you guys, if you guys don't know who Kai is, dude, he's just a good, he's just a good kid. And he's got his mom as his mechanic, man. And she, she knows what she's doing, dude. And she's got a regiment and she, she makes sure that he's ready to go. And he is every time. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, that is it. That's uh, one thing you don't have to worry about with, uh, with Ty is, you know, the, the bike being unprepared or having a, a random uh, mechanical issue that pops up because some, something got forgotten. It's everything on, on that bike's triple quadruple, you know, checked and so it's it is right when he gets to the line yeah she i mean she's no joke dude she knows she knows what she's doing yeah. uh third uh pervine yamaha's thomas dunn and yeah I, a, I was having a pretty good year i i was actually really surprised by thomas he ran really solid laps and just um real consistent he stayed uh pretty much the same gap with kai for the majority of the race lost a little bit of time at the beginning trying to get around um some of the, the 450 guys, you know, just being underpowered on the start, he kind of started behind and worked his way forward and then just kind of got to about 20, 25 seconds off Kai and just kind of sat there for about an hour and a half. And then uh, I think the last uh, last couple laps, Kai got around uh, whoever was in front of him on the 450s and um, opened it up just a little bit. But yeah, Thomas put in real solid laps. He, he looked strong on the bike. So it was, a, it was a good ride for him. Yeah, I mean, I I... You know, Thomas has been around for a while. I mean, he rode for you guys a couple years back. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've been impressed this year. I mean, he the last really good year, in my opinion, that he had was the last year he was with you guys. Yeah. And then, and, uh, he, then he went and, to Purvines, and he uh, he just hasn't been the same. I'm not saying he's he's been horrible. Well, he just he hasn't been the same guy. Yeah, he, he's been fighting injuries and, you know, he'd come back and be healthy for a couple rounds and then hurt, you know, have a small injury and then kind of that would linger for a little bit and then he would hurt himself again. And so it, this is kind of, it seems like the first time since really he was uh, with us that he's been healthy. So it's, it's good to see him, you know, pushing and um, working his way towards the front. Yeah. And then uh, your guy, your boy. Uh, Colton Eck. I know he had, he wasn't, he wasn't a hundred percent feeling a hundred percent on Sunday and after, uh, what a crash or something on Saturday. So, yeah. So uh, remember how, how I said, uh, works decided not to water right in front of the scoring shoot. Right. He, he would be the reason why <laughs> he, yeah. uh, he had, a, he, he had a little, little get off and hit his head pretty hard and twisted the bike up. And so, um, even, I'd say probably two hours before the race when I got done with my, my race on Sunday, um, he wasn't real sure if he was going to race or not and kind of going back and forth. And so we're like, Hey, you make up your mind. We'll, we'll just we'll get the bike together. And so we ended up, uh, using his practice bike, swapped some plastics over, swapped, uh, you know, a couple, couple other things, tires, wheels, all that fun stuff. Um, and he, he was like, all right, you know, I'll, I'll go out just to, to get points, get, you know, um, with the number of riders is get, get the, uh, the, uh, payout, all that fun stuff. And so, he, yeah, he, he just went out there and, and rode around and, um, even came in 
uh, I think he did six laps and came in and we were talking to him and it's like, yeah, I, I thought about pushing and just realized that my brain wasn't keeping up with what I wanted it to do. And so backed it off and we're like, Hey, that's, you're just out here to collect points. All yeah. you have to do is go sit down and ride the whole track. Yeah. You're, you're fourth no matter what. So yeah. no, no rush and it fourth pays. So you get a little bit of money. So yeah. Yeah, I exactly. was, I, I, I wonder, I passed after I called you mm-hmm. going by Cedar city a little while, a little while after that, I passed him. He was going the opposite way. Right. I don't know. If, I don't know if he saw me. I mean, I see the X brand, you know, sprinter van and it's not like it's, you could miss, you know, like yeah, you yeah. could miss the Chittister 40 foot motorhome and the DC Yamaha 22 foot trailer being pulled down the road. But I thought to myself and I kind of chuckled, I thought, and I wonder if he looked at me and said, "Oh shoot, did I miss the turn, man? Where's he going?" <laughs> he he did. He um, I was talking to him on uh, Saturday night. He's like, "Yeah, I was coming in and I saw like a bunch of race rigs going the other way, and I was trying to figure out why they were going down there." I was like, "Oh yeah, those you know, got the get the hare and hound down the road." <laughs> uh, all right. Well, hey, the big show. Yeah, you no know, four four fifties. Um, you know. I've I've heard a lot of it uh, from you. We've talked and some other people, but um, the results were, you know, nothing new. It was Dante Oliver from Factory KTM in first. Uh, Factory Beta is Darren DiMartil, which you know that's that's a I think career best for him yeah, so far in the GPs. Yeah. Uh, uh, Precision Kawasaki's uh, Tyler Lynn uh, in third. SLR Honda's Cole Martinez in fourth. And Factory Huskies, Austin Walton, rounding out uh, top five. And I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, but Austin Walton was leading the first couple of laps, right? Yeah. So uh, Austin, uh, Austin got the start, or at least was close enough. They kind of disappear into the trees, and so he couldn't really tell. But yeah, half halfway around that first lap, Austin was leading. Uh, Tyler was second. Dare was behind Tyler, um, and then uh, Dante was in fourth there and stayed that way for, for, uh, two laps. And then Tyler made the pass on, uh, on Austin. Um, I believe through the, uh, the hot pits, uh, they had a little horseshoe and Tyler just squared it up, drove down the inside of him, got, got the pass made where in one of the less dusty sections and he led, um, we, I was out in the, the back area and I got a text that said, you know, Tyler passed for the lead. And I can hear him coming down one of the back straightaways. And all of a sudden, I just hear the bike break up. And I'm like, oh, that's not good. And he comes out of the trees, looking around, looking at the bike, looking back, trying to figure out what's going on with the bike. And it's popping and backfiring and having all kinds of issues. And so he just, he's, you know, doing what he can to nurse the bike around. And all of a sudden, you know, goes into the trees with um, Austin and uh, Dante had passed for third at that time. And Austin and Dante go go by and um come back out of the trees and all of a sudden dante or austin goes by dante goes by tyler comes out and bikes running good not making any weird noises so for (laughs) for about two minutes you could hear it through the trees popping and having all kinds of issues and then it uh apparently it fixed itself and he came around stopped in the pits and you know told robbie he's like hey you know bike's cutting out and robbie <laughs> bike's cutting out but it seems like it fixed itself and robbie goes all right well keep going 
So he, yeah. he got he got going again in uh, in fourth, just in front of uh, Cole Martinez, and um, yeah, put in put in a solid ride from there on out. But uh, you know, giving giving up that time just really had an effect uh, on him throughout the race. Um, about three laps later or so, Dante uh, put the pass on the. On Austin, pretty much the same same move. Um, just kind of squared up the corner, drove down the inside, and pinched him off at the end of the straightaway. And uh, then uh, I think that same lap, Dare uh, Dare got Austin in one of the back areas and was actually fairly close to Dante at that point. Was within maybe, I don't know, five, ten seconds. And so every lap we'll watch him come around and it's that same gap and we're going, Oh, all right. This is, you know, this is shaping up to do be a good race. Cause uh, Dare was looking, looking really good. And Dante was just looking controlled and just trying to, you know, keep uh, maintain the lead. And um, just after pitting uh, it seemed like uh, Dante kind of picked it up a little bit, put a, put about a, 10, 15 second gap on, on dare. And it just kind of sat there for the rest of the race with uh, Tyler being another, another 15, 20 seconds behind dare. And so the, those three kind of walked away from everybody. And then um, Austin, Austin was floating around, you know, floating in fourth there kind of in limbo between those top three and Martinez. And then second half of the race, Martinez, uh, picked it up and kind of um, had a little bit more intensity than he did in that first half and uh, caught, caught and passed Austin and uh, just uh, yeah, everybody pretty much stayed there for the rest of the race. And so uh, I talked to Dante after the race and was like, Hey, you, you know, you playing with those guys or what? And he's like, I was out there giving everything I had and couldn't, couldn't drop them. So it, it's good to hear that, uh, you know, Dante's having having to to work for uh, for his first. Yeah, and and look, I mean, he's he's a two time defending champ, and he's yeah. and he's you know, well, actually, it works. He's he's the current champ. NGBC's won two in a row, but he's leading the points in both those series, um, and certainly looks like he's on his way to a third and a second in a row. But mm-hmm. you know, I. It, Tyler, I mean, for me, I don't – Austin – Walton seems a little off this year. I don't know what's going on with him. I don't know if he's got – you know, he's not 100% or whatever, but he, he certainly doesn't – hasn't seemed to be the same guy he was last year. Um, it, it, it's, it seems like he's got that early race intensity and then falls off where last year it kind of seemed like he would kind of work into the race and then that last half he would just, you know – come on real strong and you know i think it was blight him and dante ended up coming into the scoring sheet you know and he's trying to make the pass for the lead and last you know last ditch effort type thing yeah i mean and again i'm not you know he it, that class that class is tough those guys are all it's bad. yeah it's just, i mean it just seems a little off yeah and, if they're off half a percent it, it it shows up exponentially compared to everywhere else yeah, and even I mean, even Cole Martinez, right? I mean, I watched live timing, and I was like, "What is?" It? I was surprised to see him back where he was in fifth. Mm-hmm. Um, he just didn't seem good in the beginning, but him and Tyler Lynn 
the last six or seven laps, they, they were the fastest by yeah. anywhere from five to 10 seconds a lap. Yeah. So he obviously got something figured out and, you know, Tyler, you know, he's got a couple unfortunates. I mean, he was a, a strong podium second, at least at works and had a malfunction of his boost when he slid his rear tire and the part of the boost came out and then this, you know, sputtering of the bike and, and so forth. And, and dare, I mean, this kid, this kid's fast. Like I heard a lot about this kid from other people before he even came to this series, either one of them. And he just needs time to figure it out. And -hmm. I think once he does, he's going to be in the same boat you know, as Tyler, and it's going to be all five of those, you know, battling it out and the racing will be better, you know? Oh, definitely. Yeah. And I think beta is figuring out that particular bike for the GPs. You know, they, they've had plenty of time in the desert to get, get them right and get everything, you know, honed in and the GPs kind of demand a little bit different than what the Heron hounds and all the, the off-road stuff does. So I, I think, I think there's a little bit of teething, not problems, but just just some issues that that pop up here and there um, that they're working through. And you know, bike they didn't have an issue this weekend. Bike ran perfect, and uh, other than their toolbox getting blown over in the pits, but my, minor <laughs> problems, minor problems. Well, look, you know, let, let's you know that that 480RR that Beta makes that it's it's not a GP bike. It just isn't, and right, and and that's why it's been, I think, a little tougher there. But man, that kid has battled it out. But they, you know, that four fifty is coming. I've oh, yeah. I've heard I've heard they'll have it next year, maybe by the end of this year before the year's over, and and it'll be, it'll be good. So, well, sounds like a fun works other than the wind and stuff like that. Um, uh, looks like you know the points leader didn't change in the pro class. Oh. Don't they still got? He's got 143 points in first. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tyler Tyler ends at 113 in second. Austin Walton's in third at 106. And actually, third, fourth, and fifth are pretty dang close. Well, so second, third, fourth, and fifth. I mean, 113, Lynn, 106, Austin Walton, 102, Cole Martinez, and uh, 102, Dear Dumatil. So, um, yeah, that's that's going to be a fun one to watch the rest of the year, those, those four. Um, and to see if Dante can, uh, you know, keep everything going yeah and then again like we said i mean it's the mateo show over in the pro 250 class i mean he hasn't he hasn't lost a race in either works or ngpc this whole year and he's at one sitting at 150 uh then you then your boy uh kaya yellow at 115 thomas dunn right behind him at 114 uh slrs jack simpson at 86 and then your your boy colt neck um at 73 pro women um, yeah, Brandy Richards has won every one. Uh, Micah Diaz is second at 126 to Brandy's 150. And then uh, Lauren Woods and Caitlin Jacobs both sitting at 42, but I think they've both done two races, so it's not really their series. But So, so the race is on, you're telling me? Yeah, that's it. Race is on for third. <laughs> Who could do the least amount and still finish third? That's, that's my kind of racing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, well, hey, so the last one we had on the docket this weekend was uh, the AMA National Heronhound. It was round five out at uh, Ridgecrest, California. And just to continue that theme that you brought to us at Cedar City with the wind, um, yeah, I spent 
11 hours driving to Barstow in a headwind, burned way more gas in that big rig than I needed to, and then drove out from there Saturday morning to to Ridgecrest, which is only about another hour away. And I am not kidding you, Nick. The wind was 30 miles an hour, sustained all day Saturday into Sunday morning till about 6.30, and then I think it cut itself in half down to 15 um all the there was four porta potties all four of them were on their sides <laughs> uh, yeah, i know I nobody uses those anyway you're good well and you know unfortunately um you know there was there wasn't a big there wasn't a big showing um you know this this round is always the round that naha puts on or mm-hmm. I, I call it naha national hair hound association um and it's tough for them um when it's not attached to district 37 um, and there's no there's no points for it um and you know again it's windy it's a holiday weekend and it's not paying district points uh and those guys are on summer break in district 37 (laughs) they just don't show up yeah yeah it's always tough you know, being a promoter, jumping series to series, and then hosting your own round, which is completely devoid of any any series affiliation other than your series. You know, it, it, it's tough to bring people who aren't following that series in to do that race. Yeah. And, you know, but hey, these guys... You know, Jacob Bigna and, and Meg Agarbite and uh, Larry Wall. I mean, they did it. They did a good job. I mean, no. it wasn't it wasn't a high attended event, but um, the racing was still good. Um, you know, again, we do a lot of talking about Nick Stover's Kill Martin Three Brothers people, and you you had more of them this weekend over here too. <laughs> um, Women's Pro. Um, Good battle, but I, there were there were some issues with some people. Um, Rachel Stout, after the first forty minute or forty mile first loop, she came in. She had about a four and a half minute lead, I think, mm-hmm. coming into the pits. And then uh, defending champ Brittany Gallegos was in second, and uh, Kill Martin Three Brothers Ava Silvestri was in third. With uh, Let's Ride's KTM Ashley Gage was literally right behind her. Um, Lexi Baker ended up DNF and so it was really just the four of them um, but the second loop uh, you know hey, one thing is the wind was blowing really hard and you know desert racing it's always dusty always. Dust, I don't think I don't think dust was too much of an issue because <laughs> the wind was blowing <laughs> so hard um, but uh, the second loop so what they so where they the way Jacob Bickman and Larry Ingwall set this up is they made two loops one big outer loop, which was loop one at 40 miles, and then the inner loop was inside of that at 35 miles, but way more technical. Gotcha. Um, and by the time, I guess from what I read on Brittany Gallegos, um, she struggled with suspension all day, and she crashed a bunch because of mm-hmm. suspension. Uh, Rachel ended up, Rachel Stout ended up winning that thing by a little over 12 minutes, I think. Uh, yeah, with yeah. with Brittany Gallegos coming in uh, second, and then I did talk to Ava right before she went up to the podium, and <laughs> I said, "Hey, how did it go?" And she's like, "Well, 
it's really tough doing 35 miles without a shifter. And I'm <laughs> yeah, like, oh. So my next question immediately was, well, what gear did it get stuck in when you lost the shifter? Shifter, And she goes, second. And I'm like, ooh. Yeah, third would have been better. Not ideal, but third would have been better. Yeah, it's it's kind of, what, what do you want to do? You want to work, work the clutch real hard, or do you want to just be super bored in the valleys? Right, exactly. Exactly. Um, so that definitely hindered her day. And I'm not sure what happened um, to Ashley Gage. Uh, she was right behind Ava when they left the pits. They came in together. They left together. Um, but um, she's she's young. Um mm-hmm. And she's she's getting better, so you know she'll she'll be part of this group for for a long time to come. Oh yeah, she's, um, she's got time time to learn. Yeah, so I mean the women's race, yeah, I mean it wasn't it wasn't close really, um, but you know you've got you've got Rachel Stout, Brittany Gallegos, and Ava Silvestri are one, two, three in the points, and that's going to continue to stay that way until until the end. Mm-hmm. So that'll that'll be fun to see how that turns out. Uh, Pro two fifties, uh, not a big surprise. Um, he's he's won a few this year. Uh, yeah. Carter Carter Klein on his on his KTM. Um, he had a pretty big lead coming into the pits, and he ended up finishing actually fourth overall on the day. Yeah, um, just crushed it. Yeah, and then uh, Checkers MCs Clayton Roberts. On his gas yeah. gas two fifty two smoker, uh, yeah, love, love, love to see the two two strokes still alive. Yeah, yeah, and he's he's fast on that thing, man. Um, and then you had uh, Pearson Farms, uh, Otto Pearson, mm-hmm. on his Husky in third, uh, defending champ uh, Corbin McPherson on his Kenda Motorsports Husky, and then Nick Colangeli, a local uh, District thirty seven kid, on his KTM, ended up fifth. Um, pretty. I mean, the racing was good there. Mm-hmm. Nicholas Battles, Clayton Zach Carter was quite a ways out front, and you know, you know, yeah, Car- everybody was kind of spaced out from there. Yeah, and if you've ever seen Carter Klein, um, the the kid's a talent, no doubt. Um, it's <laughs> like watching Danny Hamill ride a two fifty. If you guys know who Danny Hamill is, he's a big dude, Rid- race KX five hundreds, but uh. God, God, who knows what's going to happen when Carter Carter moves to a yeah. 450. Yeah, I I, I'd say he's probably got, what, 30, 30 pounds on everybody else in the class? Did he tell me we were out uh Cherry Creek earlier in the year, and I was sitting in the motorhome with him and his dad, Larry, and I'm like, dude, I go, how much do you weigh? And he goes, 220. <laughs> yeah, he, he, <laughs> I, I take that back. He's He's got 40 to 50 pounds on everybody else in the class. Oh, yeah, because I bet – Clayton Roberts is probably one sixty. Um, yeah, every bit of one sixty to one seventy, maybe. Yeah. Um, so, but man, he he rides the piss out of that. And honestly, yeah. from what and and his brother Mason was there. And I guess I guess his bike blew up the day before. Um, <laughs> so they had to they had to rebuild it all before they got there. And then when they re- had to rebuild, it still wasn't run right. They finally got it got it fixed, obviously. But um, yeah. Like I told his parents, I'm like, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm curious to see what he's going to do on a 450. So, yeah, which, it'll which I'm guessing will be next year, but who knows? Yeah, might um, might win the championship, defend it for a year, and then move on. Yeah, 
Um, and then, you know, hey, the big boys. Uh, the oh. big, um, yeah, first, what I hear on the radio, I think it was the first checkpoint. Um, I think it was uh, Preston Campbell, uh, Dalton mm-hmm. Tyree, Joe Watson, and Zane Roberts. And uh, then by the second check, it was Dalton, um, Preston, Joe, and Zane. And by the next one, it was Dalton, Joe, Zane, and Preston. Uh, Dalton came into the pits. He had a he had a pretty big lead. Uh, it was over a minute for sure. Um, then Preston, and then Joe, and Zane came in pretty close together. Uh, unfortunately, for a few of them, um, you know, first off, Preston Campbell. Preston had a pretty bad crash uh, mm-hmm. towards the end of the race, and they had to. Unfortunately, he was in a canyon, and it took a while to get him out to a spot where the helicopter could get to him. Um, so, you know, heal up fast to Preston. Um, I heard he's, I heard he's, he's okay, and he's recovering now. So, uh, yeah, that, fract- that's good news. Fractured uh, vertebrae, correct? Uh, yeah, something, yeah, something like that. I forget what Johnny sent over, but yeah, um, not, not the best news, but you know. He's going to be able to recover. Yeah, the, the, the fact that he's going to be okay is the important part. Yeah. And then, uh, I mean, much, I mean, for sure, much to my surprise, um, I see, I see Joe Watson coming down the big rock hill right before the finish. Mm-hmm. And it, and it wasn't Dalton. And then, then it was Zane. And, uh, and then Dalton, and it turns out, I guess Dalton, Dalton either the bolt came out of the peg mount, one of them did, or he, he smacked he, it on a rock. He, he sent me a, a video yesterday of the foot peg just hanging off, and yeah. the tabs pretty much sheared off. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. So, so oh. yeah, yeah he, and, he hit he hit something, and uh, didn't didn't get a chance to to ask him what, but I'm I'm betting it was a rock. Oh, I bet it was too, because it was <laughs> definitely rocky technical on loop two, and yeah, I mean, you can't put you can't put your foot on a peg, man, and and you've got the current AMA national hair and hound champion following you. It's going to be hard to keep that spot. You're going to lose a little bit of time. Yeah, and you know, Joe, Joe, unfortunately had a, you know, he had a he blew a motor like right away at the bomb out at Cherry Creek. Um, mm-hmm. I think round three. So, you know, when there's no throw outs in that class, it makes it tough to, to win a championship, let alone defend it. And oh, um, it's, it, it was the happiest I've seen Joe uh, coming into the finish shoot in a while. <laughs> um, the, the motor was on all, all the rev limiters it could handle. And, and, uh, and then Zane was not too far back. And then Dalton, uh, unfortunately for Zane, um, and this, this was you know, before anybody gets excited, this was not a cheating thing. Um, I will tell you, and I saw it from where we were standing. Some, somehow guys were missing a turn or something, whether the wind had blown the markings down or whatever, but guys were coming over the last hill in different spots. Um, <laughs> unfortunately for, for Zane, it was something that one of the, one of the, 
uh, Naha people had seen. So he was he was docked a position, which moved Dalton uh, into second and second. Zane into third. Uh, but you know, overall, hey, really good day. Beta. I mean, yeah, oh, definitely. Dares in Cedar City, it works and ends up second on the podium, and and you know Joe wins and Zane's third, and um, and actually Carla Gardner, who's their their team manager, uh, he was there, and after the race was over, I'm like, hey, uh, your boy's doing good over there in Utah right now. He goes, yeah, dude, I think they got one or two laps to go, <laughs> uh, but but yeah, it, it it was a good day, and. You know, to finish out the top five, uh, Trailblazer MC uh, club member Brody Honea, James yeah. Cowley was fourth, um, and uh, our our good friend, uh, he's a prospector, uh, MC Hayden Heights, uh, fifth place. Yeah, great, great for uh, the uh, defending best in desert champ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little, so, a little bit slower than than what he's used to, but he's he's still getting. Uh, getting used to that 450 and trying to trying to throw it around and that slower stuff but he's he's been doing good all year it's uh, it's impressive to see him on the the 450 versus what he was doing on the 250 yeah and you know you know unfortunately for for my guys it it wasn't the best of days um robbie got a robbie shot got a great hole shot he was right behind was and he said and just hit something in the dust and mm. And flipped over, landed on his hip, rolled, he said. Ended up on his feet running somehow. <laughs> and he said, I'm pretty sure I knocked my hip out of its socket on the landing. And the first the first step I took after I rolled over and started running, I think it went back in because it hurt pretty bad. <laughs> um, and yeah, and. And you hate you hate it, right? I mean, we had just gotten back from the start into the pits, maybe five minutes, and I see yeah. him come in, and like you know, and you're just like, okay, dude, what's what's wrong? Like, yeah, is it bike? Is it body? What what's what, is there? Is it something we can solve to salvage this race? And yeah, it's never never good news, especially on oh, um, it's, yeah, no, and and poor Jack Anderson. I mean, <laughs> for whatever reason, we've just had an issue getting his bike to fire like right away we've got mm -hmm. we've tried different batteries we've tried different stuff um we've got some other stuff we're waiting for to try but uh he was probably four bike links back before his bike even fired and i mean he had it he had a good day he's a first year pro 250 guy he, he finished seventh um but you know not where he wants to be so no, it's, uh, uh, so that, that first couple of years that's you know, it, it it almost never goes smooth for the, for the full year. You know, you're learning oh. that, that that speed of the pro class, and you know, and then on top of that, it's the it's tougher on the bikes. It's tougher on you know riding gear. It's tougher on the body, going that speed across the desert. So there there's a lot that comes into you know into that championship. So it's for for anybody the first say three years, it's rough. It's a steep learning curve. Oh yeah, for sure. So. And we're patient. He's got the talent. We we'll, we'll know he we know he get there. So you know. Just, oh yeah, just, just but just as a, as a race, yeah, as a racer, you're just never happy. So <laughs> ne ne never happy till you, till you're up front. All right. Well, hey. So that covers uh, really the three main ones that have happened in the last couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. um, everybody is on summer break, um, except yeah. for 
the West Hair Scramble. They've got one more round four, which is coming up uh, June 18th and 19th in Bellingham, Washington, which I'm excited to go to. Uh, from what I understand, it's literally a mile from the Canadian border where this track is. Um, and I have to go anyway because this is Jacob Mikna's, his course, his race. He's laid it out. He doesn't stop talking about it. And <laughs> if I don't go, then I'm going to feel really bad. But I, I have to go anyway. But um, I'm actually going to think I'm going to take my bike, Nick, and race the morning one as long as it's not muddy, which I heard there's a good chance it could be. So, Oh, um, come on. There's no need to be a fair weather rider. You can do it. Yeah, uh, yeah I just don't like to clean up. I mean, because if it's going to be muddy, then I not only do I got to clean up two of my race bikes, Plus, Dallas's son, who's also racing, and mine. It's just, yeah. So. It's just one more. Come on, man. But, look, if you guys have nothing else going on in the summer, um, and we're going to talk about this really right after this, um, this this series is awesome. Yeah, it's it's a long ways away, and it's a long drive, but it's, it's worth it. Um, come out June 18th and 19th and have a good time. Yeah, so um... – you're tempting me. Yeah, yeah, I'll get you talked into it before. But uh, so, you know, since you and I are just kind of starting this again, you and I came up with this thing and we can change it or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't want to call it rumor mill or anything related to rumor. I will, I, I'm referring to it as uh, off-road ramblings. Um, <laughs> and, and for you guys, so, you know, off-road ramblings is really just stuff that Nick – that Nick and I hear and Chloe hears. Um, is that, I'm assuming that was Chloe that was barking. Oh, no, that was the, the new one. Ah, the new one. Um, these are things that, that Nick and I hear, uh, you know, as, as team managers and owners and, you know, friends of all the writers, we just, we hear stuff. It happens. We're not saying that this stuff is true. We're not saying it's not true. We're not confirming it. Uh, we're just saying this is stuff that we hear and it's 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 interesting stuff to talk about. And we we, we touched on it in the beginning of the podcast, right? Um, mm-hmm. You know, the West Hair Scrambles, these guys, these guys had a meeting with all the manufacturers and the team managers and owners about what can we do to make Western Hair Scramble and National Hair and Hounds better? How do we get it to grow? What's your idea? And, you know, that's that's one of our opera ramblings tonight. Is is the West Hair Scrambles the next hottest thing? I'd, I'd say it is. Yeah. Just take, I mean, a, just take a look at who's racing it now versus who's race, who was racing it last year or the year before. Yeah, and that's, it, and that's a good point, right? I mean, look, you know, Dallas Chittister is the DC Yamaha owner. Uh, he was part of that meeting. And mm-hmm. that meeting is the reason why we're, we're at hair scrambles this year. Um, you know, there was enough said and, and, you know, enough that we thought, Hey, if we can help this by us going, then we're going to go. And to your point, right. Uh, Redondi didn't, your guy, Redondi didn't do this last year. Nope. Um, and he's doing it and he's, Class pros. Uh, my guy Mason Osberg 
he hasn't done it until mm-hmm. this year. He's leading the points. Pro 250. Dalton Shirey hasn't done one. He showed up. Shoot, we brought Robbie Shaw just because Jack Anderson couldn't go because his sister was getting married, and, and he finished second. We went yeah. one, two. <laughs> had, um, had, had a great time from what I hear. Yeah. I mean, Ava hasn't done them. She's doing it this mm-hmm. year. She's leading the points. Yep. Um, you know, Jack Simpson and Talon Lafontaine from SLR. Mm-hmm. Test, they test sh- in the waters. See see if uh, if the rest of the team will like it, if they can uh, test know. in the waters. And um, as of right now, and this could change because it's Jake Alvarez, but um, he's coming to Bellingham for the break. Awesome. So um, there's a lot of stuff you and I have both heard about people coming, coming mm-hmm. this year and 2023. This is the place they're gonna go. That's yeah. The, I've I've been I've been hearing hearing the same thing. Our our team's definitely it's it's on our radar for next year. Um, you know the the GPs it, it having two series that are nearly identical. I mean you're doing a couple different rounds at each, but it's same same general location, same general um, layout and format and all that. And it, it's just, it, it's getting monotonous, you know, um, where you throw a new series in, you can, you, one, you have a little bit more say because they're happy to have you there versus, you know, you're, you're bringing exposure to them instead of being part of the, the exposure that they have. Um, so you, you get to, to do you know, tweak it a little bit more so than say at a works or an NGPC or even a Heron Hound the, with, with the West Hair Scrambles being a little bit smaller. It's, hey, you know, we see this kind of be an issue and they're quicker to react, I should say. Um, or, hey, we see where this could help. We see where that could help. Um, so I, I think a lot of the teams are seeing it as, hey, we can kind of mold, mold this series quicker and easier into something that works really well for our riders and the way that the teams are set up. Yeah, I, I, I would agree with that. I mean, you know, we, you know, uh, w- you know, we, I made the decision for us mm-hmm. uh, to not do works uh, last year and this right. year, um, just because I didn't, I didn't want to do two GP series. Right. And, mm-hmm. and you're right between, you know, National Grand Prix and works, they go to, they go to the same tracks. Um, And, you know, as a pro, that's, it's, it's not always the most exciting. And, you know, for, for, uh, for us, the decision was easy to stay with, you know, the National Grand Prix because, you know, I'm a big part of that, just like you. And, you know, that was easy. Um, And the hair scrambles, I, I mean, I can't speak for Mason, but I'm pretty sure like for Ottersburg, not that he was looking for some motivation to do something, but back GP, 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 GP. And now this, um, I think it kind of gave him new life, so to speak. And yeah, we, we, his we excitement spoke. level has been up, you know? Mm-hmm. We, we and, spoke with him at, uh, at the beginning of the year about not doing works and doing the West Harris Scrambles. And he was real excited about it. He's like, yeah, you know, we're doing these new locations. I'm, you know, 
my, my training's a little bit different because they're longer races, but at the same time, you know, it's, it's not as intense until the end of the race, you know, potentially at the end of the race where you're riding a track, you know, you know, and you have to ride potentially at a hundred percent to make that pass or maintain that lead, whatever it is. So he, he was really excited by essentially just the, the change in his preparation for the racing, you know, and that's yeah. a, a lot of the pros. It's the, the race is kind of secondary. The, the prep is really where all their time is spent. Their life is in prepping for these races. So if you're changing that realistically, you're changing their outlook on or what they're doing on a day-to-day basis. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a change of pace, right? Mm -hmm. It's, it's like the shiny new toy and, you know, we all want to race. We want to race where the fast guys are. So, you know, I, you know, we're there you're there. KT, factory KTM is there, even though Taylor's hurt. Factory Beta's there. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know how long it takes before everybody else wants to go. But, uh, like but the, the the ramblings of off road say not too long. Yeah, and that's the thing, right? So there's the question of the night, right? Well, one of the questions of the night is the West Hair Scrambles the next hottest thing. I guess we'll find out as the year uh, progresses. Mm-hmm. Uh, second rambling for tonight. Um, and again, I don't know this for a hundred percent, but it's just the ramblings I've heard, uh, Brandy, Brandy Richards to GNCC full-time in 2023. Um, I'm, uh, I've heard the same thing. I've heard, uh, there's, uh, uh, the possibility of her, her moving back, uh, back East and training and riding and racing all, all back East and, uh, leaving the the West Coast open for the the next uh, Brandy Richards to come in. Yeah, um, I mean, shoot, Brandy's. I think she's what is she three deep into the GNCC races this year? He's, she's gone two, two, and two. Yeah, um, you know, there's a couple she probably should have won, and Lappers I think got in the way from what she told me. But um, yeah, I mean. I think she's close. Um, as far as as far as the next one in line goes, I mean, yeah, that's that's Ava Silvestri, that's uh, Kaylin Jacobs, Jacobs. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, Michaela Nielsen, KK. But mm-hmm. I don't think she's in a hurry to go pro. So uh, I mean, she she's not. She's uh, she's enjoying being being a kid, being young at the moment. Yeah, and and look, I'll ask you the question, right? Um, and I ask this only because I know Ava has gone to GNCC and race this year. Mm-hmm. And this weekend, Caitlin Jacobs has raced in GNCC. Mm-hmm. So I got, I got to ask you the question. Brandy's going. Does Caitlin and Ava go full-time GNCC next year too? Uh, I, I don't see them going full-time. Um, I mean, it would be a complete lifestyle change for I mean, for for them and and their family, since the the family is the support crew, um, maybe in a couple of years I could see it, but I don't I don't see it happening next year for right. for for either of those two. Um, you know, some of the more well established girls, I could see it being a possibility, but I don't think they're in a in a hurry to 
chase a racing career against Brandy in away from uh, the life that they've already set up. Uh, yeah. I mean, I get, well, hey, look, man, like we said, off-road ramblings, guess we'll find out, right? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, hey, Nick, let's, uh, let's chop this off, man. We don't want people to have to sit here for two hours or at an hour and a half, but I think yeah. I think this first one out of the box has been pretty good, but I guess we'll find out by how many people watch it. <laughs> um, but hey, we'll uh, we're gonna we're gonna try. We're not gonna promise. We're gonna try to do this, uh, you know, every Tuesday night and have it out by Wednesday of each week. Um, but you know, Nick and I have busy schedules and lots of stuff going on, so things get in the way sometimes. But um, we're, 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 we're going to do our best sometimes. Yeah, we're going to do our best. And, uh, um, you know, I, I got to do this because this, this kid makes fun of me all the time. So, uh, the reason we started this up again is because Nick Garvin has not been putting his podcast together. So now Nick, uh, I guess it's you and Troy, up against me and Nick Stover, yeah. so yeah, I, we'll, I, we'll see how it works. I, I uh, you know, Nick, Nick was over there. He said that we were going to be partners on that, and then he kicked me to the curb and brought brought his brother in. So, Nick, this uh, you, you forced this upon yourself. Yes, and hey, my Garvin, if you're listening, dude, feel free to pull your. Let me tell you. <laughs> so, hey guys, uh, hey, welcome to episode two. The Fifth Gear Pin Podcast with uh, uh, Scott Perkins, that's me, and Nick Stover, that's him. Me. And we're, uh, we're going to throw some, we're going to slang some more stuff at you guys about what's been going on and, and see if you like it. So, well, Nick, not a whole lot to talk about, really. I mean, there wasn't a whole lot going on last weekend. Yeah, I mean there were some uh, some long races, but uh, yeah, other other than that, it was uh, it was a fairly quiet weekend. Yeah, we're most everybody's on uh, summer break as as we call it, and uh, there's a there's a few scragglers left before the break, and then we get we get what a couple months off, which you know for us as team managers and and uh, riders, it's. It's a welcomed uh, reprieve. Oh yes, and we're uh, more more than happy to uh, to enjoy our, our time off for sure. Yeah, I mean it gives you know gives us a chance to catch up on bikes and sponsors and that kind of stuff, and riders chance to take a break, spend time with their families, and uh, maybe even heal up if they've been injured this year. So that's a good thing. Yep, yep. yep. Well, hey, there was some stuff going on. And uh, let's uh, let's start off with the the ten hour. Yeah, ten ten hour Glen Helen. Uh, you know, uh, I think it was there. Uh, they've been doing that for twenty something years now. So through sponsored by Three Brothers this year. Um, uh, pretty good turnout for them. I think there were sixty three teams all together. Um, not sure how many Ironman, which is the most important class. I mean, you know, they, they got sportsmen and expert business, family and pro class. But let's let's face it, Ironman's where it's at. Oh, is that what you did? You Ironmaned it? Oh, absolutely not. I am I'm much smarter than the, uh, the guys that do that. At least I claim <laughs> that's the reason that I don't do it. Um, so we're going to go with it. And I will not take any arguments against that. 
<laughs> so let's let's so just to get everybody if they if they don't know right that that is a that is a three race series right there's yes was there six ten and twenty four right yes sir yeah the uh, the endurance series of Glen Helen um, yeah it's like I said been been going on for a while now and uh, yeah this is the the second um, second round and so we're. Yeah, over halfway through the season at this point, and just uh, kind of the uh, the similar similar players as the uh, the first round, and uh, the the same same players as uh, last year. So it's, uh, it's it's a familiar crowd, um, but ton of fun doing the races because it is a, a team event. So you you have to rely on you know your buddies. So it's it's always great to see the the different levels of prep that go in um i've seen guys show up on a uh you know a 10 year old 125 and they have uh electrical tape for um for graphics and i've seen guys show up with fully prepped you know essentially factory race bikes that they're going to go out there and abuse for whatever however long the race is yeah i mean i you know i've done it i've done it a bunch of times too it's been a while but um, there's definitely a lot of work uh, that goes into that, um, and it's it's not cheap either. I mean, there's there's a there's a certain amount of expense to it as well. Um, yeah. But let's let's talk about and let's talk about that in a second. But let's talk about who won that thing, right? Like who were so obviously we're going to talk about the pro class or mm-hmm. what do they call it the o, the open double A class or yeah, open du- a, whatever they call it. Yeah, double A for the six and the ten, and then pro for the uh, twenty four. So let's talk about the players. Who were the who were the, the players in that that open double A class? So you had uh Trevor Hunter with Tyler Belknap and Thomas Dunn on a Yamaha. You had uh Tucker Hopkins um with a couple uh checkers. Uh they were racing a two fifty two stroke. Um, that included uh, Gunnar Carlson, Jack McGrath, and Max Hintz, and then uh, Matt uh, Kanepa. Um, on, I believe they were on a 350. Uh, it was either a KTM or a Husky. I couldn't really tell. Um, but uh, that included um, Alex Morgan, uh, Mason DeCunzo, and uh, Jake Alvarez. And then... Um, you had uh, the Kilmartin team with uh, myself, uh, Chance Fullerton, and Clayton Roberts. Solid. Yep, yep, yep. So, um, race started out real good. Um, Chance was on the bike for us. Thomas started for Trevor Hunter's team. And uh, Jake Alvarez started for Canepa's team. And for the first, uh, let's see. Probably first hour, hour and a half. Um, everybody was stayed fairly close. I know Jake had a little tip over in the uh, the second corner, trying to make a pass for the lead. Just uh, pushed a little too hard in in the, in the deep, wet, uh, freshly tilled dirt, and uh, got got a little uh, front end heavy and pushed pushed the front end, laid down there for a second. But he got got up and going pretty quick. So they. Uh, um, he was right there. Uh, it was just a couple minutes back. Um, 
on at right at the end of lap three, uh, Chance made a pass for the lead on um, Thomas Dunn uh, just as they were coming into the scoring shoot. So um, we went out leading, or uh, Clayton went out leading uh, just in front of Trevor Hunter, and they stayed pretty much right on each other. Um, you know, I think they're, uh, I think Trevor ran into a little bit of issues on his second lap. Um, it was a little bit slower than, uh, what he had been previously running. Um, so they dropped to about a minute and a half, two minutes back. And, uh, at the end of Trevor Hunter and, uh, Clayton Roberts, uh, turn, which is about two hours in each rider for us and Hunter's team were doing about an hour each. Um, and then I got on the bike and Tyler Belknap got on their bike. Um, I went out, put in about half a lap and went to, there's a lapper down in a corner, went a little high in the, the berm, got into the fluff. And as I'm going through the, the corner, bike starts to bog. I bump the clutch and kind of, you know, try and uh, get out of the corner quick. And all of a sudden bike just locks up and from uh, it, it didn't, immediately lock up like it was a motor issue there's no no noises so i jumped off real quick thinking that i wrapped up um you know some fencing or you know barbed wire or something in the rear wheel so i hop off look back and i've got a fire hose wrapped in the rear wheel oh wow yeah so um luckily uh bumping the clutch really tightened it up in there so i'm sitting there with the bike upside down i throw it in neutral i'm trying to roll it backwards i'm doing everything i can and um just pretty much dead center of the the course nothing i can't pull the bike out of the way the fire hose is tight to where it was uh tied to the the spigot and the the other end's buried in the dirt somewhere and so i'm i'm sitting there trying to you know shimmy shimmy this fire hose out and sitting there and all of a sudden tyler comes by i'm yelling at him you know um or you know just uh he he, he kind of paused and was trying to figure out why i was standing in the middle of the course with my bike upside down and i think once he realized that it was just kind of a um, a fluke accident you know not not really mechanical not really a injury he, he uh realized that he had to keep going and so he, he got got going again and i was there for another two, two and a half minutes, just trying to work this fire hose out. It melted to the brakes. It had, um, wrapped into the, into the chain. And so I'm, you know, fight, fighting this thing all the way out, finally get going. Um, and ended up coming in on that lap. Uh, let's see here. Two, two minutes down. So it was a, about a, a five minute swing from, but from the time that I got on the bike to the, the end of that lap. And then, uh, we, we tightened up, Tied up the time on him a little bit. Uh, I handed the bike off. We were back to about a minute difference. Um, Chance took over, ran, ran for another hour, and then uh, at the end of his turn, we put put the headlights on. And so that's for the, for the ten hour this year. They ran um, they ran from four o'clock in the afternoon to two o'clock in the morning. So right about the eight o'clock, uh, seven thirty, eight o'clock mark was when we were planning on putting lights on and uh, so it, it worked out perfect since we we're doing roughly an hour each uh, right and I think he he got off the bike or he got off right at 
like 745, 750, something like that. So lights went on, had a real smooth change there. Um, Clayton got going, didn't didn't have any issues with the lights. Bike bike ran great, electrical worked awesome. Um, ran for, he ran, did his hour, I jumped back on. Um, which is where, which is where the race gets it real interesting. Um, so at, uh, once, uh, Clayton had finished his section, I take over the bike. We're about 15 seconds down so I can see them out in the distance, but not, it's not quite close enough to like really keep track of them. And the, there was parts of the track that were super dusty. So, uh, I was going to wait until we got to the motocross track and try and make up that 15 seconds at, at that time. But so we go do about a eh, little over half the track and we turn and the, there's this climb and I come around the corner and I look up and I see five or six bikes just scattered on the hill and I'm going, Oh, well, and at above them, I see a light going across the ridge. So I'm like, okay, they, they made it through. So there's clearly space up there. I'm, I'm going right. to, I got to go for it and I can't, you know, I don't have time to, to lose. So go charging up the hill all of a sudden one one of the uh the lappers slips and their bike comes across i hit the front wheel front end is up on the berm kind of off the track i'm just back ends stayed down on the track so i'm all sideways trying to climb this hill get about 15 feet from the top and stop oh so I jump off, try pushing it up, you know, wide open first, second gear, just can't, you know, get no traction, just digging a hole. So I'm like, all right, turn around, go back down. Um, while I was turning around, I did a quick scan, didn't see the the 22 bike there. So didn't, thought that it was them that had made it through. So I'm going, all right, I'm just, I'm losing time at this point. I get to the bottom, turn around, it looks like, kind of it's cleared up there was two um two other riders that had come down the hill behind me i i didn't get a good look at him because you're just staring into uh blinding lights right and so as soon as the they cleared me i go back up the hill do the and the whole time i'm you know i'm charging because i i knew i i lost you know a minute minute and a half. right so right. i'm just i'm pushing blowing every corner you know um trying to get in and out of every corner as fast as possible, getting a little sketchy on the ridge, just, push, just pushing a little hard. And, uh, you know, I, I come through the pits, everyone's cheering, and I'm like, all right, I'm, they're, they're just cheering me on for moral support. And um, finish my, my hour, hand the bike off, um, talking, you know, standing around talking, and they go, oh, there goes second place. What do you, what do you mean second place? And they're like, oh, you passed them on the first lap. I'm like, I no idea. I never saw him. <laughs> so I, I walked down to, to their pits and I'm talking to Tyler and he's like, yeah, I made it. Uh, I chose the other side of the, the hill to climb. So and he had pretty much the same thing happen, found an open spot. And then somebody had slipped it into his line. He hit him and he was sideways on the hill, pointed the, the wrong direction and trying to turn around so he can make it to the top. And he had watched me do the exact same thing, get stuck. And he saw me struggling to turn or struggling to get up the rest of the way. And he goes, okay, I'm not going to, I know I'm not going to make it. So I'm going to turn around. So just as he starts to head down, 
one of the lappers slips, falls on him, and I guess holds him up just long enough for me to unpass him. So at that point, he was – I had passed him because I made it further up the hill. Then I right. passed him by going backwards on the course. So right. he was technically in the lead at that time. I get down to the bottom, and he was right behind – one of the guys right behind me coming down the hill. So at that point, he unpassed me because I was not moving at that time. And then um, – followed me up the hill after that. So we technically there wasn't a pass for the lead. It was an unpass for the lead that, uh, <laughs> that, that, that transpired at that time. And then uh, pretty much from, from there on um, the, the team didn't have any issues and we just put in solid laps and put a couple, you know, a couple seconds for, for the rest of the night and ended up with about a, a 15 minute lead um, for that at the finish line. So, yeah, I mean, from, from what I remember, you know, I watched, I watched the live timing. Um, I made the mistake of trying to call you thinking you'd be off the bike and I could find out what was going on, but you didn't answer. Uh, but for, from what I watched live timing wise, it was pretty much, it was pretty much you, you guys and, you know, Trevor and, and Tyler and um, Thomas Dunn. It was pretty much you two guys going back for the beginning part of it. Right. Um, and I did, I did see some videos that Trevor Hunter posted and I, I don't know if it was the same hill, but there was, there was definitely some silty hills and stuff. And I mean, if, if you guys listen and if you've never been to a 10 hour or even the 24, the 24 is even worse. <laughs> um, it's nothing but silt beds and, and dust and, um, there's some there's some challenging stuff by the time you get you know halfway into that race or 10 hours into that race there's definitely some challenges to that right oh yeah yeah the each each uh each race has its own challenges so the six hour it's almost always a little bit wet um you know either it's rained sometime in that week just with the how the what time of year it is for the 10 hour traditionally it's been a little bit later in the year so it's real hard, excuse me, real hot. So what they did this year and in a couple of years past, they kind of put it later in the day and broke it up day and night, um, which is also kind of benefits the, the 24 hour because you're not investing everything for one race a year at night for lights right. and that sort of thing. Right. And then the 24 hour, um, I've been at the 24 hour when it's 95 degrees during the day. And I've been at the 24 hour where it rained the entire time. So the, the 24 is always kind of a crapshoot. Um, but there's always e- each, each weather condition has its own issues. Generally when it's hot at night, it will, um, get misty. And so you get a whole bunch of condensation on your goggles and you're fighting that all night. Um, if it's raining, it's, you know, the, the, pretty much the main thing at that point is the bike has to make it. So you're, you're constantly uh, cleaning out the radiators, changing air filters, doing everything you can to keep that air box as dry as possible. Keep uh, weight off the bike, try and scrape mud. You're uh, every time around on the track, you're trying to find the the spot that's the least deep of the puddles. Um, If it's dry, you're, you're fighting, you know, silt beds up in the upper section uh, at least once a lap, if not, uh, this year for the 10 hour, it was, there was three separate Hills that were very silty 
And so you'd come around and you're trying to beforehand, you're trying to space either space out or make your pass on lappers or whoever's in your class so that you're not fighting dust all the way through. And sometimes it works out and other times you're sitting there you know, with, with the skis out, you know, kind of going through blindly, hoping that there's not somebody laying down in front of you and you're, you're just keeping the, keeping the wheels turning up the hill with with your feet down paddling going all right somewhere around here there's an edge and somewhere is the other side of the track and i'm i'm somewhere in between i believe yeah and i mean look i mean you know the the silt at the silt at the 24 hour at glen helen is no is no joke and don't don't you know don't get me wrong i don't i don't dislike it it's part of that race and it, it makes it fun but dang, I mean, I've been I've been to plenty of those where man, I've gone up those hills at night, and when that silt that silt doesn't move, there's no wind, and those headlights are on it, you don't see nothing. No, like, you can got, you can see your headlight, my, and that's it. Yeah, I've got both my anchors out on both sides, and you're just like go, and you yeah. hope that you don't run, you hope you don't run into somebody else who got stuck, yeah, or that you just don't see, and you end up going off the side. Mm-hmm. it's it's definitely a challenge man oh yeah. yeah it's it's a it's very it's a strange feeling going you know you essentially have no no nothing to base where you're at off of other than this giant single color silt cloud and all you know is your headlights are pointed forward and the, the ground the ground is under you and you're just kind of walking up it and at some point you know you're going off memory going okay you know it has a little bit of a rise and a little kicker right at the top so you're just kind of feeling and you're going all right there's that there's that little let up and the rise and so we're going to start drifting to the left here (laughs) (laughs) sometimes it you're in the right spot when you come out of the cloud and sometimes you're not yeah exactly Um, for if you want to get a a pretty good understanding of what that's like it's you know trevor hunter's video um does a pretty good job at it. The cameras can see better than what we can through the dust, but it's pretty accurate as far as what yeah. what we're dealing with to where guys just appear out of the dust out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, look, man, guys, if you guys have never done the twenty four hour, go go do it, man. Go get go get five of your buddies. There are six of you on that team. Mm-hmm. Get get your bikes together, your wheel sets. I'm not gonna lie to you, it's it's a lot of prep. Oh yeah two bikes and lights and doing all that stuff but it, it's worth it doing it once right i don't i don't know if it's worth it for everybody to keep doing it every year but oh no you gotta you gotta keep doing it i mean well, i'm on i'm on year 16 now yeah and 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 that brings me you know to this point right and and no disrespect to you nick or chance fullerton for sure or clayton roberts um or thomas dunn trevor hunter and um, Tyler mm-hmm. Belknap. I mean, and I don't. I know who Matt Canepa is. I I don't know him personally. I don't think I've ever talked to him. But it seems to me over the last couple of years, the the amount of like top guys that are doing the, these ten hours and twenty four hours has has kind of diminished. Yeah, um, I, I I think it's two things. Um, well. I think so up until last year, the, the six and 10 didn't really have uh, a pro purse. Um, 
John Kilmartin came in, made that possible. So thank you to him. So it brings a little bit of legitimacy, brings uh, a little motivation for the, those top guys to come out. Um, and then secondly, I think be, with there being a 20, you know, it, it's essentially a 20 race year for those top guys between the 10 uh, big six rounds and 10 uh, works rounds, you know, you're, you're pretty much racing every weekend. And so any off weekend you get, the pros are more than happy to take it off. And so trying to, trying to convince guys to come out on an off weekend, it's rough. It try, you know, it's. Yeah. It's, I, and, and I get that. I totally get that. Right. Uh, I mean, yeah. You and I, you and I both know, I mean, shoot, dude, we're doing, I think 26 races this year total. Right. Um, it, it's a lot. Right. And, but do you think, do you think, do you think that the, like the manufacturers have kind of lost interest in it? yeah a little bit um i think they used to use it for durability testing Mm -hmm. um and you know see exactly what they've got going on with with certain parts of the bike um for you know in regards to the the three four hour races and now that you know the the bikes aren't changing too much you know once in say the last six years you know, they got frame tweaks and this and that, but for the most part, the, the motors and everything, it's the same basic idea. They're just make, making them a little bit lighter, making them a little, you know, certain parts a little bit thinner, that sort of thing. But I think for the most part, the manufacturers don't see the benefit in going out and essentially thrashing a bike for a year. Because if you right. do the full, if you do the full series, you know, between testing the bike, getting, you know, breaking in. The, the bike at the beginning of the year getting the suspension set getting and then every time you add a new rider you're going out and uh getting letting them get used to the bike you're having you know and if it's a different bike than what everybody's riding throughout the year you have every rider on the team you know putting an hour two hours on before the race so you know we bought a bike specifically for the endurance series and i think you know we're Technically, we've done 16 hours of racing, and the bike's at 22, 24 hours. Now, before the 24-hour, we'll probably have another three hours put on just for getting getting the guys used to, you know, any of the new guys coming onto the bike, getting them used to what the bike does, right. getting a feel for it. If we're going to try any new suspension settings, having us test that, um, you know, if we were going to try different lighting different you know anything different on the bike we're going to have a a little shakedown prior to the race and then you get your you know 24 hours on top of that so you're somewhere around 50 55 hours put on a bike that's only used three times a year for racing and it's a lot of time put on a quick you know fairly quick for a twelve thousand dollar bike just to be sitting around all year yeah, that, that's true. But you, you almost have to do it that way, right? Especially if you're like, if you're like, you know, your Kilmartin team and my DC Yamaha team that we both run, you can't, you've got a dedicated series or two series that you're doing. And it's, you don't really want to go throw your regular race bike into a 24 hour. Right. Yeah. Um, because it's not going to be good for, you know, 
the the longevity is already getting cut into by you know all these other races that you do even if you you know say you rebuild it two races before and it's still pretty fresh but it's not a brand new bike and then you do the 24 hour and that puts all kinds of weird stresses and strains on a motor i mean we broke we broke the back of a case off last year or two years ago and the bike still ran but it was missing half of its case yeah um, and and look after the 24 hour you have to rebuild that bike you have yeah to. you're you're going through everything bear, bearings um yeah. yeah if you're if you're lucky the motor's still good down and down in the low end but i mean 24 hours straight the bikes aren't really made to do that so you're you're pretty much going through everything to at least put it, put an eye on it and say, yeah, that's still good. That's not good. Um, yeah. I mean, like, I think if it's like you and I and our guys are racing them in a, you know, national right. grand prix the, the two weeks later, you got to completely real rebuild. Oh, that yeah. Bike. yeah. And then, yeah. and then the tough thing is with this silly pandemic stuff still, um, you may not even be able to find the parts. Oh, yeah. So, that, so, that. so you, you may, you're almost better off just having a dedicated bike like you guys have, right? Yeah. It's, it's the safest way. Yeah. And we, um, we actually had uh, a second team that we were uh, planning on fielding, but we couldn't get the electronics for it to make the lights run. So it was, Hey, do we send you, send you guys out with candles or, uh, yeah, exactly. Hey, we've done it before. It wasn't our first plan, but it, no, it will no. get you through the night. Uh, one of the things I heard, and this was me watching and people calling me and me calling people to see what was going on. Um, pit speeds. I mean, I heard from guys that there were guys coming around the corner into the pits, power sliding into the pits. Uh, the pit spit, speed limit is supposed to be 15 miles an hour. Uh, yeah. I can't, I can't remember a, a, a year at all in the last 10 that I've been doing it that anybody was going 15. And well, it's 15 ish. Yeah, and 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 they, you know nothing against you know Glenn Helen, but it's almost like you know they try to pretend like they're going to monitor, but but they don't. No, uh, they and, they did it. They they did a pretty good job this year. They had um, I, every time that I went through the pits, they were, I saw at least three officials standing out there. Um, Disco Dave was was out there uh, fighting the good fight. You know, he he was pulling people in constantly. Hey, come come over and talk to me. Yeah, you're in a race, but guess what? You're going to spend 30 seconds here because you decided to go, you know, a little bit too fast in here. Um, so right. that he he gave he gave us warnings. He gave Hunter war- warnings. Um, same thing with uh, pretty much all all the pros got at least one warning that I know of of going, hey guys, do not speed through here. And um, w- one thing that I guess one of the pits was complaining because they were so you go down down the main drag at uh glen helen and then at the bottom you turn around and it goes off of asphalt onto dirt and then back up towards the start straight all through the pits and that corner had developed a pretty nice rut and if you just stayed constant on the gas you know stayed at your 10 15 miles an hour whatever it was and just leaned into the corner you could essentially rail the corner at 15 miles an hour and the people that were at that corner were complaining about the pro teams going through there because they just maintained their speed. They never let off and carried that 15 miles an hour through there. But huh. that's, huh. you know, it, it's, it's legal, but it looks, it seems like it's really fast because the guys are getting low in the corner and they're not getting on the gas, but they're not, you know, it's, 
they're they're just acceler not, not accelerating through the corner, but it looks like they're accelerating through the corner because they're going through the corner. Yeah. Um. So and that's it's, that, look, it's it's, and I've experienced this with with National Guard NGPC. Right, fifteen yeah. miles an hour is faster than you think it is when you're standing still and the bike's coming at you. Yeah, it's, it, re- it's it really slow, is faster it, than you think. And it's slower than you think it is when you're on the bike. Yeah, I mean, we, you know, in, in 17, we had Caleb Russell out here all year. Yeah. And and they stopped him at Prim on the asphalt. Mm-hmm. And he had his watch on and he, like, he's like, dude, I'm going six miles an hour. Yeah. So, so yeah, it, it's definitely faster than, than, uh, than what you think it is. But, well, hey, uh, Congratulations to you. Thank you. Kill, Kill Martin team for uh, taking that win again. And I'm, I'm guessing you're leading the points now after two rounds. Uh, yeah, we should be. Um, yeah. Trevor, Trevor Hunter, or sorry, Trevor Stewart and uh, Ryan Surratt were, they won the first one. We were second. Trevor was third. So yeah, we should be leading points since Trevor and Ryan weren't able to make it. Um, and then uh, Trevor Hunter and, uh, in second place there. Um, so should should be nice and tight for the 24, which is double points. So um, I think if Trevor's team wins again like they did last year, I believe that would give them the endurance title. Um, so we're going to do what we can to make sure that doesn't happen. All right. Well, good luck to you. I appreciate it. All and, right. Well, and what hey, else? But Go, yeah. before, Go before we move on, though, like I said, the Ironmen are the – the the heroes of of this race so um hey and you know what dude i'll i'll i won't disagree with that i don't remember who it was that won it but i do know that uh uh i think i think you're part of this group and i think he is still too if the group's still going uh the fucktards yes um maverick shuey yep yep. ended up in second right uh, Third, so Austin. Ah, third. Austin, what happened? Yeah. Oh, he he got tired towards the end and started losing. Actually, sorry, the same hill where the unpass was made for the lead. Um, he got stuck there and ended up off in the bushes and had to go down a ravine to get to the <laughs> bottom to get back to the course. So he had a whole expedition out there in the middle of the night. Um, hey, on the yeah. podium, man, ten hours straight, just yourself, man. That's that's an accomplishment. So Maverick, congratulations to you, my friend. Right. Um. Uh, but yeah, uh, Austin Eddie won it. Um, looks like he got up to fourth overall at one point, uh, like six, seven laps in. So I'm guessing his idea was to get out there, sprint, and then just try and maintain it throughout the night. And looks like he did did a pretty good job. His lap times dropped off throughout the night, but they stayed relatively consistent. Um, Andrew Jolly looks like he just put in good, consistent laps. Uh, looks like he had an issue somewhere in the middle of the race and then kind of came back strong towards the end and then Maverick. Yeah. The same, same thing, just good consistent laps Had that one, one, yeah, two, two off laps. And then, uh, yeah, just finished out consistent. But, nice. Hey, and let's not forget there was a women's team racing, right? There was, there was <laughs> a women. women's race out there. Two women's team. Two, two women's team. Yeah. They, uh, so we had, let me pull it up here. Uh, what was it? I think it was Lopinow, uh Kim, Kim, and Micah uh, Diaz. Yep. Uh, Gina. Gina Alvarez. Alvarez. Yep. And then Alvarez. you had um, 
Lauren Woods, Jessica Daniels. Um, oh, who else did she have on our team? Um, Jackie Ives. On, yeah, yeah, yeah. On the, the Kill Martin Gas Gas. Yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, they um, every, both teams were, were nice and consistent. I know they had they struggled on that hill too. I think they got uh, both both teams actually. Um, when I when I stopped, I noticed that one of the women's teams was there. Um, I think uh, Lauren had issues on two laps through that one once in that section, once in on one of the other hills. Um, but yeah, they they kind of. Um, Mike's team op- opened up a gap early on, and this kind of same thing kind of maintained it, and was e- it made it easy for them just to to hold on to that lead uh, as the time ticked away. Yeah, well, good for them, man. I mean, they, those girls are tough, dude, and they're fast. Make no right. make no mistake about it. So good yeah, for them. They, they were. Let's see. I think Mike's team was seventeenth uh, overall. So nah, they ended up, it, yeah, they ended up three laps down, four four laps down. So, yeah, and look, man, I mean, you may not see them all the time, but there is definitely some fast uh, women pros and oh, just yeah. women amateurs on the West Coast. No, no question. Very, very much so. Yeah. So, all right. Well, hey, uh, let's move on. All right. Let's not bore. Let's not bore our thirty listeners with any more of this you think that many people care about what you got going on i just i just know it had 30 plays the last time I and mean, we're just getting started we're going to get there but and it could have <laughs> been the, it could have been the same 15 people twice i don't know oh, i figured it was you 30 <laughs> times or at least 29 well 28 you the other two but you know well, hey. well there was a super mini rider that that made complaints we didn't mention him so oh yeah i forgot about that dude yeah. like, which like, i i think he just slept through his the section where we talked about him so let, let's talk about Super Mini Kid. <laughs> uh, his, his name is his name is Jason Harris. Uh, he races the GPs and the Heron Hounds. Um, I think he's what well, he's the champ, defending champ he's, right now, right? He's the Heron defending defending Super Mini champ, yeah. And uh, I think he's leading the points again this year. He, he um, is, yeah. Got... He's he's still working on the GPs, I think. Um, he's getting better. I mean, he looked good at Delta for sure. Um, yeah, yeah, it's it's a it's a new uh, new new thing for him. I think the closest track to him is oh probably probably Idaho. So he's probably three hours from the closest motocross track. So it's, yeah, and where's that? Is he he's in Wyoming or Montana? Uh, Lyman, Wyoming. Lyman, Wyoming. So and uh, his parents his parents are awesome people, by the way. Great, great uh, people. But for you guys that don't know Jason Harris or do, uh, I call him Snooze. Uh, and the reason we call him Snooze is because any of those trips with you, Nick, from Wyoming, when you were living there coming out, or any of the trips he takes with his parents, with inside of five minutes after the race is over and he's in the, in the van or the truck, he is out cold. The the, the kid the kid gets behind a windshield and he falls asleep. Uh, yeah, um, I, I've never just, seen anything like it. It's just it's hilarious. And I know what his birthday was yesterday or the day before. Uh, yeah, two days ago. Yeah, so I, and I wished him happy birthday. And he's like, dude, what? He goes, no, no sleeping posts for me. 
Because <laughs> I've got we've got a few pictures of him passed out in vehicles. And I said, nah, man, it's your birthday. I'll give you a break. And then Try. he said, nah, I'm kind of bummed out about that. I was looking forward to it. <laughs> I, uh, I chose I chose to be nice to him too, so I guess I guess next time he's just uh, you know saying that we shouldn't be. Yeah, but look, it, it, in all seriousness, man, I mean, I forget who did the video of him of a couple rounds ago. Probably one of the best off-road motorcycle dirt bike videos I've seen. Definitely in my top three. Mm-hmm. Um, that no joke aside, that that kid. That kid knows how to ride a motorcycle in the desert. No, yeah. no, no doubt. Oh, definitely. Yeah, he's. Uh, um, I when I was up there in between uh, NGPC and Works, I uh, stayed with them and got to ride a little bit with him. And yeah, he's, he's got a bunch of little training tracks around the house, and it, it was fun riding with him because you know that's he, he's very he's very young and excited and has a lot of energy to go and do stuff. So. He's constantly moving on the bike and, you know, trying to correct what the bike's doing and this and that. And he was riding his 250, which has suspension set up for his dad. So, you know, the, the bike's doing weird stuff and he's fighting it and correcting it and trying to, you know, trying to go as fast as he can. So it's it's really fun to watch him. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, he's he's just getting a little big for that Super Mini. So it's a uh, it's it's a good time for him to be moving up to the big bikes. And he's uh, he's handling it well and he's. He's won, I think, all except for one, uh, one race this year, and I want to say two races last year for in Super Mini for uh, Naha. So yeah, he's uh, he's got a he's got a bright future. He's just got to you know stay on the bike, stay healthy, and keep learning. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, all right, cool. Now we got that shameless plug out of the way, so he's not going <laughs> to cry anymore. But. Um, what else we have going on? So I can uh, we, had, uh, we had the Baja 500 last weekend. Oh, yeah. That's right. I always forget about that because I'm, I'm not a big Baja guy. I'm, Garvin, uh, Garvin and Schultz tried to get me to go every year, and I'm like, eh, I just don't want to go. So, okay. I, got, I got the uh, the same attitude as you. I'm, I'm happy to watch it from a distance. Yeah, and, 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 I, and, I, and, and I do, right? You know, I mean, um, you know, we'll – you know, Justin Schultz and who was it? Schultz and Truby and Lee Bell and mm-hmm. Tishner, I think, mm-hmm. in the 40. I think they were in the 40. Pro 40. Um, I think they did. Pro 40 or Pro 30? I think they did both. Pro. Let's see. Here. Well, he, they got teams that do both. Yeah. Maybe, maybe some of them rode on both. I don't know. But uh, they, uh, they, won a, they won again. So yep. congratulations to our homies. Um. And and look, I'll be honest, dude. I don't. I don't. I looked through the list earlier today, um, and I, t- to be honest, I didn't really recognize a whole lot of people, and it was kind of odd for me because I've been watching it for the last twenty years, and I've, I'm used to seeing all these these big names and stuff, and I didn't really see that. And maybe it's maybe it's on me. I mean, uh, maybe I just don't know who these guys are, and, and they are super fast, but. Um, and I don't even remember, I mean, who won? I think Shane Logan was part of that team, right? The yeah, team? Sh- Shane Logan. Um, Arturo Salas and uh, Juan Carlos uh, Salvatoria, I believe is how you pronounce his name. Um, yeah. they, they ended up winning on the, the 10X. Um, so that 
would be their second win since they won the 250 now the the 500 um but yeah i am I'm, I'm with you you know the the big names such as you know samuels um you know the, pretty much the the factory supported guys you know honda cowie ktm the those rides have kind of gone away but there there's a lot of um there's a lot of really fast guys uh locals um to mexico you know juan, juan carlos right. um is it what, one two three there's about five teams that uh appears they're they're locals um you know uh mexican nationals um that are now in the pro class you know making it i i think it's it, it's larger than what it has ever been in the pro class um I don't know if it's as competitive as it's ever been, but size-wise, it's definitely larger. Um, then there's there's a couple couple American teams running down. Uh, Forrest Mitchington uh, with Kieran Naren, and I can't remember their third rider. Um, Drew Watson. Uh, there, there's a, a there's a couple teams down there, and then like like you said, Ryan Lee Belt Schultz. Um, pretty much every class has a couple uh, couple Americans couple uh, Mexicans down there and there's a few teams that they're mixed as far as a couple Americans, couple Mexicans, just kind of um, interesting team, team dynamics as far as what, who uh, comprises the team. Yeah. It, I mean, don't get me wrong, right? Like I, I don't pay that much attention to that. Uh, other than the thousand and what Schultz and I talk about, but <laughs> I don't know. It just seems it's, you know, it's kind of like I brought this up, right. With, with the 10 hour, 24 hour stuff. Right. I'm so used to Baja of seeing, you know, Samuels and Udall and, you know, Justin or, earlier on, yeah, Justin Morgan earlier on Johnny Campbell and Andy Grider and, you know, Eric yeah. Yorba was doing those things and, you know, and even going back to like Rossler days, right? I mean, there always seemed to be this long line of, you know, top guys. Mm-hmm. And it just seems like, I don't know, like it's it's not there. Like, you know, Samuels is definitely not there anymore. And he may be doing the thousand only now, but, and, you know, Colton, Udo's not racing it anymore. And, and, you know, maybe those guys will come back, who knows, but... I mean, it's good to hear though that the class is bigger, right? As right. far as entry goes, and I, I, I want to say, I want to say that it's you know Andy Kirker, right? Andy Kirker, longtime mm-hmm. racer, good friend of mine. He's been working hard to try to get the motorcycle stuff, you know, bigger there and get it back to where it was. And I, I it sounds like it's working. So good on you, Andy. Yeah, right. I, I haven't. Uh, everybody that I've talked to on the motor side, they seem happier now uh with less complaints than what they have in the past um, yeah so th- you know that's in regards to that great great job andy um but yeah that's it, it's definitely missing a little bit of that pizzazz that they've had in in years past and i think it's kind of the same thing as the 24 hours where the factors are seeing less return on their investment than what they would like um you know that it is uh let's see what what was the winning time it was like 11 hours i think if i remember right well and and even when i looked at the list right like i mean we were talking about udall and samuels and these guys back in the day right Mm -hmm. you would you would see those motorcycles overall the whole thing over the trophy trucks right 
And I don't even know if one of the bikes, the top bike, was even in the top 20. Well, let's uh, let's see here. So top bike was 11 hours, 25 minutes. Let's go. If I can get this thing to actually work a little bit. I don't know how to work computers, Scott. We're, we're having trouble here. Okay. Yeah. That's all right. You'll get it. Don't worry. Hang in there, buddy. Ah, I'm trying. Hey, but you know who wasn't? Oh, 500. Mm, who was that? Nick Garvin. That's true. He's, he's, he's still... still... He got he got married. He's still milking this injury thing. Broken leg, two broken legs and stuff from last year down there. I don't know. I don't know what his problem is, but he needs he needs to get off his ass he, and get moving. He's just gotten soft. He has gotten soft. Yeah, I mean, soft around the midsection, soft on his outlook on racing. I don't know, dude. Dude's just couch potato now. Well, and I think I think him and Tyler Belknap broke up or something. So maybe that's affecting him. I don't know. No, those two are inseparable. That's definitely not something that that happened. All right. Well, maybe they were just having problems in their relationship, and you know. Everything's good now. Tyler wanted to be Big Spoon, causing drama. <laughs> so, did you find it yet? Come I on, man. Did you got to move on. We're, best we're I can losing find, viewers, bro. Best I can do is trophy truck at 15 hours. So, three hours more or four hours more than the bikes. That's. Huh. I, I think they Maybe might. Have, they, they might have still overalled it. Maybe I was wrong. Yeah. Good for them. And again, dude, maybe, you know, maybe what we're just seeing is the transition here, right? Right. Maybe we got all these young kids that are coming up. I mean, I know Arturo Salas is, is fast. He's mm-hmm. fast. And maybe, maybe it's just a transition, <clears throat> excuse me. And we're just waiting for these guys to really make a name for themselves and get going. So, you know, good for them. I'm glad it's growing. Yeah. So, exactly. and that, yeah, you, you know, you can only race the people that are there. Um, you know, like like you said, not taking anything away from anybody that competed or saying, you know, if these guys were there, they would have won. Or you know, it's it's an eleven hour race. Anything yeah. can happen, and they're you know they that's a, a more grueling eleven hours than us fighting through lappers. You know, at the the ten hour. Um, right. There's so so many things that go on during that race. I mean, last. At the 250, I think they finished without pretty much without a subframe. The whole bike was all mangled, and um, <laughs> they ended up they still ended up winning it somehow. But you know that it's it just goes to show you how you know how treacherous it really is down there. You know, any moment anything can go wrong, and so it's, yeah, uh, exactly. It, it's a it's a gnarly race, and the, those guys are gnarly dudes for going out there and doing it. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, hey, look that what we had going on the west coast right last weekend yeah like i yeah, said everybody... short short and sweet on on that end there wasn't a whole bunch of racing yeah i mean most of us are on break and uh and you know we got one left the western hair scrambles in billingham washington is uh next weekend mm-hmm. um, and then and everybody's pretty much on a break uh however um we did have some more travelers from our west coast uh, over to GNCC last weekend for the Mason Dixon. Oh, nice. Um, you know, Brandy, and we talked about this in the last one, right? I mean, Brandy Richards was there again. 
Um, and I think she's, I think she's done four of them this year now. Yeah, out there doing and, her homework for next year, huh? Yeah, and the rumor is she's going there full time next year. So, um, yeah, and she's got four seconds. <laughs> so, so, um, you know, she's had some mishaps and stuff on a couple of the races where it's cost her at the end. And uh, from what I, from what I heard, I haven't talked to her yet about it, but um, I guess the tree roots were pretty, pretty gnarly, and I guess she got caught up in a tree root and fell over or something and yeah and there's there's not a whole lot of tree roots out here for us to practice on no no and and her and taylor jones were going at it the whole two hours and that's that's what separated her from taylor at the end of taylor ended up getting the win um but you know look i mean we don't we know what brandy can do i mean we see we see her on the west coast we have for a long time the rest of the country knows what she can do is because she went to ISDU last year and won every single test, which nobody has ever done. Yeah, man or woman, gir- girls, guys, doesn't matter. It hasn't been. Yeah, done. it's never been done. So, um, the, you know, the rest of the country, the world knows who she is. But I, I've seen the girl. I've been to a couple of GNCCs and in the last, you know, year and a half, two years, and I, I know what those girls are capable. Of. They're fast. I've I've watched them, and. I, I maybe I'm a little biased because she's West Coast and a friend, but but uh, you go to four GNCCs, which you don't do, and you finish second. You're leading them. Uh, you got to be a little concerned, I think. Yeah, if, if you're one of the girls over there. Yeah, so. especially when this. You know, if you're you're Taylor and you're going, oh, you're oh, you're you're just doing this kind of as a a side series you're not even fully committed to it no next next year's going to be interesting yeah and, and let me let me let me back up a second I, i'm not saying that they they are going to worry about her but now it's somebody else that they have to put thought into besides right. who's yeah. already there right? no same same thing as when caleb came over here it wasn't like oh hey you know we we think he's going to come over and beat everyone but he's also not going to come over here and not be a factor in the racing correct Correct. Uh, and then, hey, uh, Caitlin Jacobs, she went out. Um, she actually went out a couple weeks before, and she did the the U.S. Sprint Enduro. I think the weekend before. Nice. She got she got third there. Um, and then she went out uh, to GNCC at Mason Dixon and did that, and she ended up uh, ninth on the day. Um, not, not, not a bad result. No, no, I mean really not i think there's 15 girls in that class yeah um you know and and yeah she's been doing a little bit of tree stuff with our hair scramble out here it's it's not the same the the stuff back there so yeah we we don't have the dirt's just different we don't have roots really there's a few uh bellingham will have some but um you know hey it got to be encouraging for her i think i mean ninth place in that group and and you know it's your first one so and i think from what her dad told me, I think she's going to do some more. So that's good. Awesome. And and Ava's Ava's gone over there mm-hmm. um, a couple of races back, and um, so yeah, I mean it's it's good for them to see see what we got going on here on the West Coast. Oh yeah, yeah. And that was uh, you know Ava's comments were you know same 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 lines as what you were saying. There's a a lot to be learned, and it's very different than racing out here. Yeah, I mean it's no different than them coming here. Exactly. 
it, there's a learning curve. And I mean, Caleb was here in 17 and he didn't win a race. I don't even think he was on the pro podium once. Uh, yeah, I think his, I think his best finish was a fifth. Yeah. I know he won one of the, well, what do we call it back then? It was the 450 a race, but I think he won that one of those, but, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, it's tough. And he said it's tough. I mean, he said it was tough and you know, but, um, that race ended up, uh, uh, Taylor Jones ended up winning that. Brandy Richards ended up second. And then uh, Corey Steed, uh, third. And, and Corey's tough, too, from mm-hmm. what I've seen and what I've heard. She's she's gotten faster than she was last year, and she's won a couple races. So, yeah, she's yeah definitely. Well, one of the, the young younger up-and-comers, up you know, look, look out for the next couple of years. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Cool. Absolutely. Um. What else we got? Well, hey, so we got we got the POSGP this yep. weekend out in POS Nevada, just just outside of Panaka. If you've ever heard, been there for the hair now, heard that one's got a, a little uh, purse attached to it. Yeah, I guess uh, I guess Ron Pervines from Pervines Racing's put up a, a ten thousand dollar pro purse, and, and uh, I was out here in the driveway before I called you to do this, talking to Tyler Lynn. He's going, and I guess the winner the winner gets four grand. Man, that, that's almost making me want to drive out to the middle of the desert, but I also realize that I have no shots, so I probably won't do that. Well, but they're paying all the way down to seventh, I think, so you can still win some money. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm, I might have to find a shorter way around the course, I think. It's been a while yeah. since I've been through desert and I, Yeah, and I, and I don't I don't know uh, I don't know who was all – I asked Tyler who, who, was go, who was going, I should say. I, um, I heard uh, I heard Justin Seed say that it was uh, not team orders, but it was highly encouraged that the team show up. So I wouldn't well, I wouldn't be surprised to see a bunch of Pervine's bikes up at the front there. Yeah, there you go. Um, I know I know uh, Corbin McPherson is going to be there. Uh, I heard Clay was going. Maybe that's part of the <laughs> team orders uh, <laughs> or non team orders. But um, yeah, I mean you know, hey, good. Good on Ron and thank you, man. Right? I mean, yeah, right. Yeah, and... it's it's good for the sport. It's good for West Coast off road and and uh, you know, good luck to everyone. Yeah, exactly. Awesome. Uh, should be an awesome race and definitely pulling some uh, some bigger names with there being a, a good sized purse like that. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. I mean, I I saw videos from it last year and it was it was really dusty. <laughs> so, yeah. So we'll yeah. see, but. Uh, but, but uh, yeah. yeah, and that's that's a really fun area to ride in. Um, r- racing gets a little hairy when there's uh, there's people around, but yeah, there was a you know, we've we've had West Hair Scrambles there, we've had Hair and Hounds, we've had all kinds of stuff there, and is there's so many fun trails that are pretty much un- untouched for the majority for the most part, you know, that and it's not all whooped out, it's it's a lot of in and out of trees and up and down the sides of hills and down washes and up little, little creeks and little waterfalls. And so it, it's a really cool area. So that'd be yeah. a, a fun one for, uh, for people to go do. Yeah. Uh, and like I said earlier, I mean, the Western hair scrambles, uh, last round before the break, that's next weekend. Yeah. Uh, up in Washington, not, 16 not, hour drive for me, bro. 16 hours. Well, you, you got the short one. I think, uh, I think we're at 22 hours, 23 hours, something like that from here, down here. Yeah. yeah, well, you know, you're not going, so you don't have to worry about it. Listen, I, I have to listen to people complain the whole drive. You know, I'll be 
I'm sure I'll be talking to you. I'll be talking to Giacomo and Shane. So yeah, you know, <laughs> there's just 20, 22 hours of, of torture in my life because you yeah. guys are driving. Yeah. Well, you know, look, dude, for me anymore. Um, yeah. 16 hours is no big deal. Yeah. Um, one, one day. I mean, easy. yeah. 10, 10, 10 hours is, is the norm anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, Hey, you got to go where you got to go and you got to race what you got to race. And yeah. just remember if you, if you drove faster, it'd be shorter. Yeah. And make sure you tell your boy. No gummy tire. Right tire choice this time, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he finally posted a picture of that tire, and man, that thing was roasted. Oh, yeah, dude. It was gone. After three laps, it was gone in the center. And when I say gone in the center, like there wasn't even a nub of two or three or a half no. of a two or three other. They were all gone. Like every, all sing- every single one has cords showing. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So, um all right. Well, hey, uh, looks like we'll have an early night tonight. But before we do that, um, let's get into our off-road rumblings, which is our version of rumors. Um, so, you know, I'm sure you're like me, right? I, like I get calls from from everybody, pros to friends to you. Um, there's, <laughs> Ouch. You know, there's there's always somebody calling for something or asking something, and 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 this was. This was just kind of hilarious to me this morning. I got a text from uh, one of the pro guys' dads that I'm friends with, and he's like, hey, I heard that there's a chance at that Preston-Idaho race in August is it going to happen. And I'm like, where did you hear that? He's like, oh, I just heard it. And I'm like, well, they're wrong. It's happening. Don't worry. Yeah, right, not- cool. <laughs> not not yeah. sure what would be canceling that. I mean, you know, COVID doesn't exist anymore, so it can't, couldn't be that. Yeah, and then he's like, that's why I call you, man, because you know all that stuff. I'm like, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's fine. It, 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 that's fine. That was followed up a couple hours later by another call I got from somebody going, hey, I heard that they're moving the pro race at Preston, Idaho from Sunday to Saturday. <laughs> that, <laughs> again, that has... I get a chuckle. <laughs> as a uh we'll go with impartial lover of the sport um i think putting the pro race on saturday instead of sunday is a great idea (laughs) yeah i'm sure you do because of the drive for you i listen like i said impartial lover of the sport and no other reasons well again like right like i chuckled at it and i'm like okay seriously dude where where did you hear that from (laughs) right and I'm not going to say where that came from. Uh, you told me who it was from, and I'm like, uh, huh, no. Um, yeah, I just talked to Kurt yesterday. He didn't say nothing about it. And then I'm like, wait a minute. What is ISD? I was what I was just kind of putting together in my head go, was there. There's, a, the there's a weekend. There's a couple of our riders that uh, probably want to get out of town as soon as possible and start walking some tests. In yeah. So, yeah, so that makes sense. This was this was a seed planning by somebody within the industry <laughs> to get us to think about moving it to Saturday so those guys could fly out Saturday night and be in France on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> um, but just for you guys listening, as of right now, at this point in time, 
the pro race at Preston, Idaho is still on Sunday. So, all right. Well, you know, you're you're disappointing a lot of people that are, uh, you know, interested in our guys doing the best that they can in France and and representing the U.S. But it's fine. It's fine that yeah. you guys don't care. It's all right. It's all right. <laughs> they'll 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 survive. Um. Then here's here's rumbling number two. Yeah. Ready? Um, NGPC with live streaming like GNCC does in 2023. I I heard something about that. I didn't. I hadn't heard that it was all three rounds or all ten rounds, but I did hear that there were a few rounds that were uh, it, where it was being discussed to try and get something something going to get a little bit larger uh, viewing audience. Yeah, and and. And, you know, I, I hear this more than anything. Uh, you know, the, the the one thing that's really missing from that series now is is live streaming. Um, and, and you know, I'll tell you, I mean, you probably know anyway, but, you know, we've been, we've been working on that for a couple of years. Right. Um, you, you got, you know, people don't understand, like, just how expensive that is. Yeah, there, there's a lot of infrastructure that goes into that one. And, you know, not... Not every round has great uh, cell reception, so now you're starting to rely on you know sat phones and all that fun stuff, and that that gets tricky. Yeah, and uh, look, I'll be honest with you guys, I'm not, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie about it. It's it's six figures, <laughs> and I and I'm not talking it's a hundred thousand. It's six figures, so it's over that. So it's not cheap, right? So you gotta. No. You got to one. You got to find. You got to find the right people to do it to do it the way you want to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then you got to find. You got to find the money for it. And you know, I I can tell you guys, it it isn't for sure. It's not confirmed, but it is being worked on, and it's being worked on pretty seriously. So hopefully, hopefully we can figure that out. And and the guys within NGPC that are working on it right now will will make it happen and. Um, you know, we'll see. Okay. And anything to, uh, to benefit the, the West coast and really the, the sport as a whole, it's a welcome change. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I don't know about you. Like I watch GNCC on live streaming on Sunday. Well, I'm, I last Sunday. I'm, I'm generally at, at the races and doing something, but, uh, yeah, I, you know, go back and rewatch the live stream and, you know, do do what I can to try and keep up on as much racing as possible, and that that makes it real nice. If if I could go back after the race, rewatch the race, um, that would be very beneficial. Or even if you know, heck, I'd I'd sit there with it live streaming in the pits. That way, anything that I couldn't see that and the cameras could, I'd be watching it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I don't know. That's all I got for rumblings. You got anything? Ah, uh, you know, I, I I don't. It's it's summer. Everybody's uh going going off and doing whatever they do when they don't ride dirt bikes. So there's not a whole lot of talk about what what's happening. Um, well, hold, hold on a second. People do other things besides ride and race dirt bikes. I I think it's just train and take naps. But yeah. Oh okay. Yeah, I, I was confused there. I don't. <laughs> I don't do anything else. Although I guess I'm taking a vacation this year with uh, with Mr. Dallas Chittister and the family. 
Good work. Good call. What, uh, uh, what, what bikes are you taking with you? No bikes, bro. Ranger, baby. Side not, by side. That's not a vacation. Uh, I don't that's, know. It's that's a sentence. Yeah, I forget where I think it's in Idaho. Yankee Doodle Dandy or no. Oh, Yankee Fork. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty so, close. Pretty yeah. close. Yeah. I mean, you know, same thing, whatever. But all right. Well, hey, man. Again, bro. Thanks for doing this with me. It's number two. Hopefully we can get more than 30 viewers in this next one and we just keep this thing growing. Uh, maybe we'll have some more interesting things to talk about next week, although we're going to be on break. so it's Yeah, I mean, we, we definitely chose a, an exciting time to start this podcast. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know what? Hey, here's what we'll do, right? Next week, since there's – well, we'll have the POH GP to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, let's uh, – and hopefully by next week – uh, USA AMA will announce who the ISE teams are going to be for uh, trophy, junior trophy, and women's. Uh, they and... they already have, but we can save that for next week. Oh, they did. What, oh, what yeah. did they do? They did the club teams. Oh, you know what? You are correct. I, oh, I okay. apologize. Right. I apologize. All right. All right. But let's uh, let's do that next week, man. We'll talk. Hopefully, they'll announce it by then and. We can talk about that. We'll talk about the club team stuff, and uh, yeah, we, we can do we it. Can... I can give you a little little insight into what what the they're going to be facing. You know, having gone to France for ISDE a couple years back, we'll there you go we and uh, break it down a little for them. Yeah, let's do, and then we'll do a recap of you know the big series on the West Coast, um, and who's winning, who's leading championships, and all that good stuff, and. Uh, and then we'll make fun of Nick Garvin again. I like Why it. Not? That sounds like an excellent plan. Yeah, yeah. I, I I agree. So, all right. Well, hey, Nick. Thank you, guys. Thanks for listening. Uh, we'll be uh, we'll be back next week. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Have a good night. See you later. See ya.